What is up, fellow Duniacs? Today we'll be talking about the one and only Dune, directed by Denis Villanueva. I hope I said that right. Did I say that right? I mean, that sounds right to me. I would right. say so. And we're also going to compare to the cult, cl- the cult classic, quote unquote, 1984 David Lynch version. I don't know if cult classic. And if it deserves Davis. to be a cult classic, I don't it know is a cult classic, whether it should be or not. I don't I'm just know. Let you know that. I don't know if it deserves such a title. For this episode of Through the Lens, we will have fellow movie fan and alum of Alex and I's high school, Josh Wilbur. That com- say that right? Yeah, that's right. Is his mic on? Uh, yes, it is. Okay, making yeah. sure. Yeah, you're good. Perfect. Welcome to the show, Josh. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are y'all? Uh, we're doing we're doing pretty good. Uh, had a lot of movies uh, watch watch this year. Unfortunately, I could not go see Dune in theaters. I don't know if you guys uh, got a chance to see it. I did. I saw it in IMAX. Whoa! Where did so where did you go to the, the I one went in to Columbus? Columbus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's dedication right there. I on the other hand, um, yeah, I just settled with the HBO Max. I'm gonna eventually watch it in theaters because I know that's what they all said. They I said see it on the biggest highly, screen possible. Highly recommend. Yeah, I, I know that's the way to go, Davis. I'm assuming you also watched on the HBO. Yeah, Max. I watched it on HBO Max. Yeah, which no my hard HBO, feelings. My HBO Max was acting weird. Like sometimes the lighting would just randomly change. So now I really got to go see it in theaters to test it. I'll probably gonna go see it this Friday because unfortunately all the theaters in Auburn have like very limited show times. Yeah. Like Dune shows three times a day. Yeah. Which normally it would show like 12, I yeah. would say. Um, but yeah, welcome to the show, Josh. Very glad to have you. Uh, big as a movie fanatic as we are, I'd say. Um, just so the, the listeners at home get an idea of the type of movie fan you are, what would you say is your favorite movie of all time? I'm going to put you on the spot. I've So I've been working on deciding that for a while now. Mm. Um, it used to be Scott Pilgrim vs. the World for a good while. Um, recently, I think I settled on La La Land, though. Um, ah. I'm in love with every part of that movie. Um, yeah, I, I adore it. Um, I'm happy with the Moonlight win for Best Picture, but uh-huh. I, I adore that movie. I think it is my favorite. I think Spider-Verse now- being a close two. Ooh, Ooh, okay, that's good. I think now is probably the best time to get out of the way that I've not seen La La Land, Davis. I've seen half of it. I just never got back right, to that. That needs to change. I, on, did, I did like it. I just never finished it's it. It's on Hulu. It's on my movie board at home. I've been meaning to get there. It's just taken me a second. Okay, Davis. What? La La Land next week? No. Okay. Okay. We're working. We're working on that. We'll decide it by the end of the episode. But all right, we're going to talk about Dune 1984 edition and Dune 2021 edition. I feel like that's the only way you can distinguish the two. I think so. David Lynch versus David Lynch. Good oh version. yeah, that's true. That's true. The good version you said. <laughs> the good. I mean, it's so no bad. spoiler alert here. The Dune, the 2021 one's the good one. Yeah, uh, just just letting you guys know there will be a spoiler alert in effect for both movies, even though the most recent Dune came out a short time ago. We will be talking in detail about the plot, specifically about the first one and why it sucks, but we'll get to that in a moment. So, of course, we got some movie news. Not a lot this week, very dull compared to two weeks ago we had all the DC fandom stuff. So, there was the trailer for Lightyear starring Chris Evans as Buzz, who is not the toy, but is the space ranger that the toy is based on. What did you guys think? What did you guys think of uh, that one? It was... Interesting. I like the song choice, obviously. Yeah, I'm gonna complain about some Bowie. Um, it looked phenomenal because I mean Pixar, but yeah, I'm still mixed on the idea of making a Lightyear movie. I didn't love when they announced it, but maybe they can do something interesting with it. Yeah, like I mean, I I, I don't know about you guys, but I, as a kid, I grew up watching the cartoon show that they had running on, I think Disney Channel for like two years, where he was an actual space it, yeah. ranger, and it would, that was fun. I don't know about this one. I mean, it looks oddly very intense, which seems cool. Yeah, and I mean, I think. I, I, I like the fact that Zerg was not in the trailer, but you're very much implied yeah. that he's going to show up. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. But I like I don't know, Davis. What what did you think? 
I really don't care. <laughs> I really do not. There's, like, I, I have issue with the fact that they just won't make new mediums. They just keep building off of things that I don't care about. Fair enough. Like, I like Toy Story as much as the next guy, but I really don't want to see about the astronaut that he's yeah. based on. I have no... I could die happy without seeing it. I mean, it looks like it might be okay. Yeah. I think all my favorite Pixar movies, especially recently, have been the originals. I yeah. thought Soul yeah. was great. I thought Luca was really fun. I did not enjoy Toy Story 4 all that much. I thought it was good. Um, but just they've been relying on sequels a little bit too much, relying on t- IPs that they already have. I think we're seeing something that, like, it, it comes and goes every, like, 10 to 15 years. The industry sort of picks this sort of thing they're going to yeah. do, and they do it, and they just beat it into the ground. Because sequels used to make a lot of money. Like, I mean, Spider-Man 2, 2004, that was, like, one of the big things. Oh, my gosh, sure. they made a sequel to a movie. Then, you know... It, in the early 2000s, and now I think people are getting tired of it yeah. to where now it's going to sort of swing back to whatever. Because, like, even remakes were very popular because, you know, it was kind of the idea of you're remaking movies where they didn't have any money to yeah. where they didn't have the technology to make a movie look good. Like, Dune, for example, I think is the perfect remake because, man, did they not have the... Maybe they did, they just didn't use it well. I don't know what went we'll wrong. We'll get to that. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we will certainly get to that. But moving on, uh, the Book of Boba Fett trailer was released, and the show will be streaming December 29th. Davis and I, we watched it. Josh did not get a chance not. to. Um, did you watch The Mandalorian? I've now? seen The Mandalorian. Yes. Davis, Solid how about show. you? I've seen like the half the first season. Oh, my Another God. Another thing I don't care about. I, I mean, What like, do you care about? I care about original IPs more than just like... Like, I, I love Star Wars. I mean, everybody loves Star Wars, but like... I don't know. I just don't really have the drive to watch it. Everybody loves Star Wars might be a bold... The Most people love Star the Wars. Wars. That's that's true. That's true. You don't love Star Wars. I do not love Star I, Wars. This was this. I remember having this discussion you with him. It. I think it was the first time we met because yeah. uh, you had said you didn't like Star Wars, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. How could you not like Star Wars? And you, what you said was, I love the original trilogy. I think it's great, and then I think they're a little bit creatively bankrupt. And I think they keep following the same people yes. over yes. and over again. That's why I don't care about the Mandalorian. And I am bored of it. Yes. I think they're recently, they look phenomenal. I just want them to do something different. I think, honestly, I think The Last Jedi is one of my guilty pleasure movies. I think it looks amazing. <laughs> no, I'm outnumbered <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, I, think I like The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi and they all hate it. So much fun. Oh my gosh. But I cannot. It's not a great movie and I get it. Oh but, my god! Like I think the Mandalorian's solid. I don't love it. I don't hate it. Interesting, because the one of the reasons I like it is because I feel like it is doing something new and that they're following a character. What I like. Okay, yeah, that, that, that's why I like it. And I, I particularly, I, I like at least I understood what they were going for. I didn't necessarily agree with the style of it, but they were clearly modeling after the old western yeah. where it was episodic of random adventures following main character. The problem is he wasn't it, a fleshed out enough exactly, main character, so it was it, kind of a dud. There wasn't a lot of stakes there. And, yeah. But my big problem with that show comes in, everyone gets so excited over, oh, we're bringing in char- we're bringing in Luke, we're bringing in Boba Fett, we're bringing in Ahsoka. I'm like, I just want original characters. Yeah. Give me something new. I think I th- I think um, I had some excitement with that just because that was what I, I grew up watching the Clone Wars. Like yeah. my dad was was we were sitting in the living room. And he's like, guys, it got canceled because he saw it on like Twitter when Disney randomly was like, we're just gonna cut it off at random for no reason. Back like whenever that happened. I mean, so that's why I got excited for. It. But that makes sense to me. But yeah, I remember you you had said if you dislike the majority of the movies, you cannot say you like Star Wars. And I was like, that's an I, interesting. Point. I'm like, here's the I th- think I'm like four of them I like. I don't like it. What it's like, 
there's 11 of them. I think. Yeah, there's 11. So I think I like four or five of them. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if, I may be in that same boat at this point, Davis. If the Mandalorian wasn't Star Wars, would you care about it? Um, no, you wouldn't. Be honest with yourself, you wouldn't care. I wouldn't. Yeah, admittedly, the first season was a lot easier to get through knowing what this, because I'd seen spoilers for the second season. I knew the characters were going to jump that I wanted to see. Yeah. So that's a fair point. I don't think I, I don't think I would have been again. I'm yeah. trying to expand my my. Make Alex hate the Mandalorian. No, by the end of this. I do not hate it. That's but, the goal of the podcast. Oh no, that cannot. Like I hate that, Star Wars. No, that that we already tried that. Where where Jack said that Attack of the Clones was his like top three. So we oh, were, that was, we're that was, that was the best Jacob. movie ever made. Without, about? That was Jacob. Uh, we'll have to listen. I have to listen back. Well, to I was it. The, whatever. I was the one that read off his list. Uh, I remember. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um. So yeah, there there is that. I'm just excited because I like the actor who played. I thought he was perfect. I'm glad he's back after like 20 years because he was in the prequels and then is you know he's fallen into their trap. No, I mean you could never come back because the prequels were not very good. Hot they take. were horrible. They 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 very well might have been. Not very good is too much of a compliment. Well, I said that for Revenge of the Sith, and I almost got skewered by two people Revenge on the show. Revenge of the Sith. I don't good. like Revenge of the Sith. Good. Oh, sorry. This is this is getting chaotic already. I love it. Um, but since we have two very jam-packed movies to discuss, we will not stay on Star Wars for long. I think if there's any final thoughts, we can. But otherwise, should I move on? Yeah, go. All right, good. sounds good. Bill Murray has been cast in Ant Man Three, a movie that I'm not excited for, but now I'm. Somewhat excited for his role. I don't know about you guys. I'm not, Bill Murray's thing that pushed you over the edge on that one. I mean, I mean, look, I'm not still not going to go to theaters to see it. So Jonathan Majors was. I love Jonathan me Majors, yeah, because I love him. And then Loki happened, and now I'm all in on this movie. I haven't um, seen Loki, but I like him from The Last Black Man in San Francisco. I need to see it. That's, my, that's my favorite. Because he was he was Kang the Conqueror in Loki, wasn't he? Because yeah. I, I didn't see Loki, but I knew that. Spoiler alert, he's Kang oh, yeah. the Conqueror. Spoiler it came, alert. Out, it came out like months ago, didn't it? Watch Loki. It's the best of the Disney Plus shows, including all the Star Wars stuff. Um, but he's fantastic in that show. He's not in it all that much, but he's so charming and just sold that entire like ending i feel like for me so i'm excited for ant-man 3 for him not really for the ant-man stuff because i don't like the ant-man movies all that much that's fair ant-man I- and the wasp is boring and ant-man 1 is kind of formulaic but i don't know i'm excited for it the peak of ant-man 1 for me was when he got when he got the thomas the tank engine for toy sure. and made it large and shot it out of the house for that sure. that was my freak out moment the rest though it's fine dicey i mean yeah that Whatever. that's most of the mcu it's just it's it's all right it's a it, i mean you'll look on imdb they're all a seven out of ten yep a c average yep which is what i mean i think that's what it will be i think the only selling point now is the implications of the multiverse but i think they're going to lose that at some point because again i don't know once you do so much multiverse you it kind of loses its luster it could lose its luster um, but I think the way they're going about it, uh, watch Loki again. Yes. Um, it's, it's very interesting. It's different. And I, I'm excited for it. I want to see them that's do a, something. Fair. That's a fair point. Of course, I think it all, it all, I think a lot of the hype will depend on how Spider-Man and Dr. Strange go. Cause for that sure. will build the multiverse further yeah. and further. And then those movies though did get delayed because Rumor has it Marvel doesn't want to contend with the Batman. I'm not sure about that, that but I'm pretty sure that's why. It which delayed. I mean, it's fair because that movie has more hype than any movie I can remember lately, at least. I know um, I didn't get to be here for that trailer, but that trailer. Yes, it was awesome. Oh my god! When do you think Marvel's just gonna reboot the MCU like they do with their comics every no. 20 years? It's, 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, the fact is that I mean, Marvel's it's a business. They're going to reboot it when they stop making money. They don't care what anybody says as long as they make a, a billion. I mean, Homecoming made a billion. 
Didn't it? Did it make a billion? I'm gonna check on that. I don't think. I it made thought a it made. I know. Wait, Far From Home made a billion. I want to say. Even it, then, no, I don't I think it made a billion. It, that was right after Endgame. Which it, I don't think it should have made a billion. But the point is, if those movies are making a billion, then yeah, Home, Homecoming did not actually. That that was. Uh, I think that was incorrect on my. Homecoming made 880 billion. Okay. And then Captain Marvel made a billion. Captain Marvel right? definitely made a billion. And like. These are movies that I would not say are the uh, the original quality to make a billion. Titanic made a billion back when it made all of its money because it was revolutionary. Exactly. These movies are anything but. Yeah. But they still make it. I'll defend Homecoming, but because Homecoming's probably my favorite MCU movie. Ah, but, fair. Um, Captain Marvel, no. No. <laughs> I think I think I think there's 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 an agreement across the board here. But I mean, I think the point is, you know. Critic quality is or critic reviews are not what they care about. They care about making money, and they make it hand over fist. Especially because the budgets do not exceed a lot, except for the Avengers movies, which tend to go over two hundred million. But other yeah. than that, they're under that. They're so, or I think they're hovering around one fifty. Yeah, exactly. Traditionally. Um, well, yeah. Moving on with that, a couple more, uh, two more announcements for upcoming movies. Anna de Armas to be in talks to be in a John Wick spinoff. I don't. I mean, it goes to the same thing where they just they can't make their own thing. So like, oh, let's spin this off. Let's get yeah. this one character and make their own movie. That's true. There's been a renaissance of these sort of action movies that I think started with Liam Neeson being a 50-year-old action star to so. then Keanu Reeves being the 50-year-old action star to then Bob Odenkirk being a 50-year-old action yeah. star, which was my favorite. That movie was hilarious. I need um, to see that one. It's so good. It's so good. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like John Wick. They're creative. They've kind of built a universe, which is fun. I but. didn't see No Time to Die. I should have seen it, but I, I missed it. Um, I heard she's... Barely in it, but really fantastic in it. So that, I don't know if she's in it for like an action role or not. But if she's like really good with the action, I think I could I could see that working out really well. And yeah. I like the John Wick movies a lot. So. Yeah, so do I. So do I. Um, I, that's all, I did not see it either, but I've heard every movie she's in, she's like the star yeah. every single time. Even when she's not supposed to be, she has she been. She sells every single movie. She's exactly, exactly. So I think that's a good play on the studio for doing that because it'll probably work out for them yeah. but i i don't know davis i think i agree in the fact that it's kind of going in, unless it's unique it's just it just reminds me of all those like the Charlize theron atomic blonde movie that came out a few years ago which was the same sort of yeah action it the, if there's nothing different then it's just the same movie they did a bunch i know netflix over the summer did a bunch of them they did i know gunpowder milkshake was the one that made the most buzz with Karen Gillan, but yeah, I heard that one was okay, and then there were a bunch that were just really bad. Yeah, that so, I think that's that's definitely a way I would describe bored it. Bored of them. And then the last bit of movie news that we have is Brendan Fraser will be playing the villain Firefly in the Batgirl film, formerly to be directed by Joss Whedon until everybody discovered, oh wait, he's bad at his job yep. and a bad human being. Very very unfortunate for that guy, I would say. No, not really, but. The, the I think somebody's called it the Renaissance. Frazier, bring him back. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited for it. He's also going to be in the new Mummy, right? Or at least the remake of. The, they're remaking it again. I don't know what they're doing. Davis, I heard about that. I, I, I heard I an heard announcement where they're currently the he's trying to get it remade. He okay. and the original cast want to do it. He and up. What's her Rachel Vice? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Her. Um, they want to remake the movie, apparently. I'm here for it. Which That which, first one's super fun. Yeah, I don't know if it's a remake or a sequel, but I'm here for either one. I look Alex, forward I'm to not it. seeing anything about that. Really? I'm just seeing that Brendan Fraser would return to the Mummy franchise. I heard, the, only, I, I heard yeah, the rumor was that they were they, they were making a bit of a push for it to be made. Where'd as you far see as that from? Uh, I don't know. Instagram? Instagram? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Hey, hey. Alex. Look. 
Look, I believe in Brendan Fraser. Okay, I believe in Brendan Fraser too. He's I love best. Brendan Fraser. So, I was in a I was in a costume, a Brendan Fraser ah, yes, costume for Brendan Halloween. Fraser, I was the mummy. Is, it was excellent. My friend was Brendan Fraser. It was, it was great. It was great. Um, he's uh, one of those people that I want to make a comeback so exactly because he had he had some rough times. He got blackballed. He did. Not to mention, I mean, it may not hold up now, but when I was a kid, Looney Tunes Back in Action was a fun movie. I'm gonna say it. I had fun watching that movie. I know it's not good, but like, it was good when I was eight. So I'm all for it. Not to mention, I watched the, all the Mummy movies like a million times, a mil- like especially the third one, which I know is not very good, yeah. especially because they replaced the actress. I, whole whole beef there. This but anyway, this is his third movie recently that he's been cast in. That's pretty big. Like yeah, he, he's in the new Scorsese movie. He's in Darren Aronofsky's new movie, really? The Whale. He's oh yeah, like a seven hundred yeah, pound man. Because everybody's been making fun of him, and everyone's like, "Guys, he's gaining weight for the role. Trust yeah. him," which is what he's doing. I trust him, and I, I'm very into Oscar predictions. When that movie was supposed to come out this year, I had him in my top five. Really? For best I mean, actor. yeah, I, I'd bet on it. See, those are the kind of movies that are honestly Oscar bait, regardless of whether or not they deserve it. In most cases, they do, but it's the you know it's the actor who makes a comeback, exactly. like when Stallone was in Creed. Yeah, and like he was the best part of Creed, at yeah. least in my opinion. And honestly, he didn't deserve to win best act, best supporting actor. But everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, he's not a bad actor anymore." Doing Rambo, he's actually yeah. being a decent act. Like that's it's yeah. the same thing, and I think it'd be the same. But I I look forward to seeing those movies. Renee Zellweger and Judy was the same thing. She yes, winning exactly, that, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the last of the news. So now I think it's time to move on to. Dune in 1984 edition, Dune which is something. I'm just going to go through the cast list because it is extensive. Unfortunately, you won't recognize most of these names because I don't. You don't recognize. know. You don't know Kyle MacLachlan. I mean, okay, yeah, but he's actually dead because this was introducing him. This was like his debut film, actually, and you can kind of tell. But we'll get to that um, in a moment. So you've got Francesca Anise as Lady Jessica, Leonardo Simino as the Baron's doctor. I, I don't know why that's just... She's the one that was poking with the needle. I know, but that's like in the top cast list on Wikipedia it, it, for whatever reason. The credits... I, I've never seen a movie... IBB. I've never seen a movie where it shows their faces in the credits, the po- like the post-credits where it shows their faces who they're playing with. That's, that's weird. Some, that's some... I have a lot of... Odd issues. trends. I have a lot of weird things yeah. that I noticed with A lot of weird movie. things. Brad Dorif as Peter DeVries, who I hate. I'll get to that. Jose Fer- Ferrer as Padisha Emperor Shaddam IV. Linda Hunt as Shout Out Mapes, Freddie Jones as Thurfer Hawat, Richard Jordan as the less famous Duncan Idaho, Kyle MacLachlan as Paul Atreides, and that how you say it again? Yes, Atreides. yes I, I, could, I couldn't remember even though I'd seen the movie. Virginia Madsen as Princess Irulan, who is the first person you see, regrettably. Um, what an opening. <laughs> it, that's one word to describe it. Silvana Mangano as Reverend Mother Romalo. Everett McGill as Stilgar. I'm not going to list all these people, but Kenneth McMillan as Baron Vladimir Harkonnen. And then, let's see, going down the list, Jürgen Prochnow as Duke Leto Atreides. And then, yeah, that's... Oh, Sting as Fade, Ro- Fade Rotha. As Fade Rotha. Oh my gosh, that and then also Max von Sydow as Dr. Kynes, which I have a question about that, but we'll get to that uh, in a moment. So wh- what was good about this movie, guys? Huh? The sets were cool. <laughs> the designs of the things were kind of cool. It, I'm That's I all don't I got. Know, maybe That's all I got. Were they? I I, I said is the, I said the good is there any? 
it was easier for me to take notes because I watched the the remake before I watched this one because I wanted to make sure I, I was able to because I, I it was it was getting a little late and I wanted to make sure I could at least see the first one. I ended up seeing both of them, but I wanted to make sure I saw that one first. So this one it was easier for me to take notes because there was a lot of just moments where nothing happened, so yep. I could write down what I just saw. A lot of just nothing. It's a two two hour and twenty minute movie where very little happens for a lot of it exactly and they're adapting a book that's so dense and somehow still nothing happens yeah and a, and a lot of and when it does it's rapid fire for 10 minutes followed by just nothing and but like ambient, ambient does. shots of the desert um other other things i said for its time it was pretty revolutionary i'll give them the i'll give them the benefit of the doubt that's one thing is i will not give any criticism for this movie for how it looks because it was 1984 it looks very 1984. It, it looks it, very it, 80s. Then again, it looks worse than Star Wars, but it's adapting a lot. It, it was it, on a 40 million dollar budget. Oh, it should have had so, at least 120 million. Exactly. That's a te- that's a terrible budget yeah. from the studio. Which I've heard a lot of controversy. Like it's the 80s, though, you you rarely saw a hundred million. That's true. For a budget. I mean, yeah, but what like what was the what was the budget for Return of the Jedi? Just for a reference. Like if if it's the same, then oh, that's just on them for not doing it the, the right. But like I think. Return of the 32 Jedi. Thirty-two million. Okay, never mind then. Um, I take it back. That so wow. this should have looked so a lot it should better. have looked so much better, significantly better, and it just didn't. Yeah, this movie oh, looks terrible. It, it really does. And like again, I'm not when, when making comparisons to the sequel. I'm not going to make that comparison because that's just an unfair. It's tw- it's nearly forty years old exactly. at this point. It's forty and this years one old. Was made for a hundred plus million dollars yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, the twenty 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 one Dune has a hundred and sixty five million oh, wow. dollar budget. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's it's massive. Yeah. And this one, as you said, it was what four. You said forty million. Forty million. Yeah. That's 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 not good. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty revolutionary. And actually, you know, one thing I I I've heard a criticism of before. It it seems like it starts a lot faster because it is adapting a book all in one part. Yes. Where the twenty twenty one version. It is the first part of a two-part movie series, yes. and it's still longer. But it actually does technically start slower. Yes, because for sure. in the in the 2021 version, they make it to Arrakis in 35 in the 35 minute mark. They're already landing. In this movie, they only just leave the leave Kaladin at the 40 minute mark, which I thought was odd. But it still Very feels odd. like so much more is being thrown at you into such rapid fire pace. I think there's a a good way to kind of sum it up in the. I read the book. Yeah. Um, so in the book, it takes them about 80 pages or so to get to Arrakis. Um, there's a lot of one-on-one conversations between right. Paul and Duncan, Paul and Thufir Hawat, Paul and Dr. Yue. And then the first or second scene of this movie is Paul and then all three of them walk in. And that- it's crammed with exposition and it's a mess it, and not to mention the fact is you don't even know what these guys are exactly. like that so and one, one comparison I, I will make immediately is the character of Thufur Hawat who plays a very unique role he's yes. they, they call him the mental I called him the human calculator when I first saw him yeah. in the 2021 version because he rolls his eyes back and like exactly. does this calculation or whatever like that is a very complex character design in terms of what the heck he does for exactly. the movie. And his first scene, you don't know what he is other than just a mentor. He's just he's just a dude. He comes off as just a guy that's really smart and that can do really quick calculations. Exactly. But it's there's not anything special about his ability. There's nothing where you like he he doesn't look any more important than the other two guys in the room with yes. him. They each seem like they have a very when in reality they don't have equal roles at all. Yeah. And you just can't tell. Which that that scene to begin I was like, oh my gosh. But and that follows up the one of the worst openings I've ever seen. Just the 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 <laughs> faded lady against a black background yep. giving narration. Just let's narrate the opening, and then she fades out, and then she comes back and says, "Oh, and this," and I'm like, "Oh, 
it, this that is was awful. that was awful. Davis, what were your what were your thoughts when this movie opens in, in such a manner? First of all, why is it the <laughs> why is it the emperor's daughter given the exposition dump there? So in the book, before every single chapter, there are these like excerpts from her writings, uh, oh. because after the events of the book. She wrote all of these records about the story. Okay. Um, so before every chapter, it's her. But they cram all of those writings into the first <laughs> 10 minutes of this movie. Oh, my gosh. When they're spread across every chapter, and there's like 55 chapters. So. Oh, my gosh. That's it's the awful. one thing is I think this, this movie, and it's a great comparison to see how each movie d- addresses it. They run into the, the problem that every single director and writer is going to face when adapting a novel is how do you handle the narration? Because yep. the fact is... Most most books, the dialogue is going to be maybe thirty percent, honestly, exactly. in comparison. At least most most books that I've read, yeah. the dialogue is very minimal compared to it's paragraph after paragraph of internal thought yeah. and description of what the uh, what the main character is seeing. Especially Dune. Especially Dune yes. is a like omniscient narrator. It's a lot of narration and dialogue is probably fifteen to twenty percent. I, I I would not be surprised with that at all, just based on how. Thick it is, as I've seen. I, I again, I've not read the book, but I've seen it, and people have described it to me how they've read it. That doesn't surprise me at all. But this movie does not stick the landing in that at all. No, because first it does the narration, which the 2021 version opens with the narration as well. But this one just clunkier yeah. and just—it's not accomplishing anything it, with it. It doesn't. It doesn't really serve much of a purpose. Like it's just. It. it They're it, saying nothing words to you. Exactly. Exactly. And it's. It feels. The worst thing is that they don't tie it into the movie because to make the comparison in the newer version, you have the Zendaya narration, which yes. is tied into a dream that Paul has, which gives him this sort of magical power, sure, but at least it connects to something. And this she just the, fades to black. In the new one, it's all over this like visual that's showing Arrakis and you're actually visualizing it as they describe it. This, it's just a space background and uh, it's it's a nothing opening like i got nothing out exactly of it. exactly i, I mean, was more just, confused after watching the narration. i was more appalled by how this is how they decided to start the movie i was like i was just like there's no way they're gonna and then she kept going and i was like yep. they, there's they, they can't be right it's just it's awful oh my gosh i davis i was just doing some research and there's actually a dune tv show from the year 2000 yes. with really? william hurt in it Really William hurt, and I—I I was told Alec James Newman. McAvoy also. Really? I don't see James McAvoy. I don't know I see if that's Alec true, Newman as the guy that plays Paul. I don't see James McAvoy. Someone told me James McAvoy. Well, then again, Patrick looks, Stewart he does kind of look movie. like James McAvoy, but it is not James McAvoy. Which, by the way, I was reading up the cast list. I forgot to mention. Uh, we got Patrick Stewart in this movie as uh, Gurney Halleck. Don't know why he's there. Good for Barely him though. In it. Good for him though. Good for him. Uh, yeah, he shows up. He shows up at the beginning and he shows up at the end. Um, essentially. Yeah. The, oh my gosh. I, I, you know, I would have been fine with the narration, but then the internal monologue started, and oh I, God, I wanted to. I've th- never seen a movie with the internal monologue actually shown, and I'm glad I haven't. This, I, it was terrible. It was awful. It, Kyle McLaughlin did not shut up this entire. Every time I saw Spice, he went Spice. <laughs> like, come on, look, look. We know it's Spice after the first time you did it. You can stop the, the, doing the it fa- now. The fact of the matter is, is that. The writers and David Lynch, for that matter, and again, I've not seen many David Lynch movies. I don't think I've seen any, to be honest. I've, I've heard that two. his reputation is apparently otherworldly. He's, yeah. a, he's amazing. Twin Peaks. I, I, I've not, I know that's his thing, right? Twin like, Peaks, yes. Mulholland Drive. So yes. I've only seen I've seen Eraserhead and The Elephant Man. I love both of those movies, but this is 
not good. I, I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that something went wrong, but like I think it's a, a studio. I'm gonna say studio restriction. That's what I've also, heard. I've heard the rumors that it is studio interference, and there's there's some David Lynch three and a half hour cut that exists yeah. that is significantly better. But the fact is, if the monologues are there, I doubt it can be that much better. Exactly. There are parts of this movie that feel I, I don't want to say Lynchian because everyone says Lynchian, but they're parts that feel like his direction. Yeah. And there there are scenes that feel otherworldly and feel very neural and very like diving into Paul's headspace. And that works a bit kind of, maybe. But I think I think it'd work in the grand scheme if the if the standard dialogue scenes didn't exactly. suck. Exactly. The problem the problem is you can accomplish those out of you know, those take the you know, the really take the audience on a sort of journey, really sort of Go out of the norm if the if the rest of your movie is a solid base, but there isn't there is anything. No it's, sta- base. it's standing on nothing essentially. It's a bunch of like solid enough scenes standing on one of the worst foundations I've ever witnessed. Yeah, I, I would say so. And the monologues themselves are the worst thing because here here's Davis. You you said he wouldn't shut up in the movie. And I I agree with that. But the problem is, it I think. They had to put that in because they didn't know how to tell the story. They just didn't want them talking to themselves, exactly. literally. Because that the only alternative is him just saying, him just saying spice out loud. There's other ways to do it. They did it in no, the new one. I know they did. The problem is these guys didn't know how you to do it. You give their thoughts to someone else like they did I in agree, the new one. But they didn't know how to do that. So they treated this like the movie Spirit and the horse couldn't talk. And they're just like, all right, exactly. put Matt Damon in the background. Just I'm have thinking, monologue. That's one. That's another. That's a good version of it. Yes, exactly. That's my Here's favorite adaptation awesome. of Dune. And then a yeah. great adaptation, I, I think a great comparison, and this is going to go way off the rails. What about the movie War Horse? We follow a horse the whole time. There's not one inner monologue. Not one. We just believe the horse is feeling stuff. I have not seen War Horse, but if I'm not mistaken, there's a human character there. The, no, there is, but the ho- you follow the horse the, the majority horse of the time. The, the horse is the main character, and it's excellent. I need to there's go not see a that single, movie, There's not a single line of internal monologue from that horse, and it is glorious. There's a horse. Spil- yeah, What's but, a horse going to think to itself, Alex? The point, the point is, they avoided it when the horse was the main character. If Paul Atreides is not a horse. Yeah. Exactly. He should not have to have inner monologue is the point. This sucks. My And the worst thing is, Oh my gosh, the worst thing is the monologue at times doesn't even serve a purpose. No. Like, if it just was a few times to be expedition, I'd give them the benefit of the doubt, because it's a lot to adapt. But there's one line, it's it's right before um, the scene with the box, which is so much worse than the new version, by the way. It's, like, such oh a worse my. scene. It's terribly but, directed. Um, like, like, Paul walks in for the test, and he looks at his mother, and they're clearly concerned, and then just a, what do you fear, is just blasted over the speakers, because that's what he's thinking. It's like, so duh. You can, you can tell that he's concerned for his mother, and that yep. his mother's concerned. You don't need to have him say, what do you fear, mother? It's And he doesn't say it to her, it's just in his head. Exactly. It's, every time they do an internal monologue, or they do the voice, it's so, the sound mixing is so obnoxious. The sound design loud. is garbage. It's, Horrible. It the voice is like I want to mute it. Yeah, I, I re- like when they first did, I was like, please don't. And then I heard it's like, oh. And then they overuse it because it's not used that much in in the new movie and in the book it's it's used. They use it more in this movie than they do in the book. Really? I feel like wow, just a little bit more, but enough to be very noticeable because it's so obnoxious. Yeah, I mean, I it's it. just it. Oh my gosh, it's it. I think though, you know. When talking about this movie and talking about how bad it looks, we can't talk about it without talking about the shields. Hmm. <laughs> it looks like Tron, but worse. But worse. Like the, the when did Tron? When the, the same time actually. I want to really? say it was, I want to say Tron was eighty two. The original Tron. I want to say eighty two. You're right. Yeah, because I because I remember when they released the remake, it was like supposed to be like thirty years after yeah. or whatever. Because the the remake was like I think twenty eleven, which wasn't thirty yeah, years. 2010, 2011, something. I don't like know that. why they didn't release it on, on the year, but they. <laughs> I'm not, Legacy. 
love it. I've never actually seen it. I've been meaning to. I've never actually uh, gotten around to it, though. But with that, like, I remember they get in the final, like, okay, they're going to do the fight scene from the first movie, which looked, or from the, the remake, because I'd watched the remake yeah. first. And it's going to look awesome. And then they put on the shields. I'm like, it's what like is boxes. this? What is this? It's their hitbox. Hit Davis, <laughs> when, when I when I saw that, you know, I, I thought of, I thought of sitting watching Rise of Skywalker when oh. he said you're a Palpatine and you just laughed in the theaters. I, I was, thought that's the exact same reaction. Because yep. that's the reaction I, I was cackling. I, mean, I was like, what is this? It's awful. I literally, I, I was sitting, it was like 1130. And I was just sitting in my apartment just watching it. And then they, they press the, their, their buttons and it just big rectangles around them and I paused the movie and just walked out of my room. I mean, it was <laughs> like, this was not, oh, it was dated, they didn't have money. I mean, somebody designed this. this you don't is, have to design this. Just do do like a hum. Like, do like yeah. what they do in the movie. Exactly. In the 2021 version, just do a little... A, like, like a quick layer for like exactly. a second and it's gone. It, literally, I can't imagine that would have been difficult. They... they <laughs> They it's, did that with the lightsabers in 1977. Exactly. They they painted it on afterwards. Who yeah. cares? It's five I would not have cared. Of two rectangles running into each other, and then it's gone, and then it comes back at the end of the movie, and it looks even worse. And then even uh, worse, they say look they um what's his face? Isn't it like Gurney? He Gurney says Alex. look 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 where the knife is. But the fact is because you the boxes it. you can't see it. Okay, my biggest <laughs> I have an issue with the shields because they say a slow blade passes through. Yeah, is this my, is this for both movies or just this? No, one? just this one. Yeah. Because my friend was telling me it's because of that, like, guns are obsolete in the Dune universe because of that yes. reason. Yes, but then I, I Duncan that gets shot in the head. So, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, so he's right. So Duncan, Duncan Idaho, Idaho gets, gets shot, shot in the head. He's right. So make, my understanding work? is it, and I only understood this because I saw the, the remake first, is it was supposed to be one of those bullets that gets right up to you and then slowly moves what? through the yes. That's what they had. In, they had oh, that in the... the hunter kill or whatever? Yeah, yeah and, like, and like what... Remember what... Um, what Leto got shot with uh, that paralyzed him yeah, that in, in the remake. Yeah. It was supposed to work like that. The problem is, it didn't look like that. They didn't slow it down. I it just it was a bullet that hit the thing and started slowing down. No, it, it looked like that. The, the, what the idea is that they're like drills, essentially, where they can drill through the shield okay. because they're, they're, but they're so rare because they don't use them often because exactly. they're, they're project. And I'm sure the whole idea is they're expensive. That's not explained because why explain it? But that's, I figure that's kind of the idea. Yeah. But that's. Uh, the problem is it didn't look like it. Yeah. You're right. The execution is terrible. It's awful. It's, this movie it's, doesn't explain anything. It just hopes you've read the book. It's consistent with what it's supposed to be. The problem is it just executed so horribly you would have thought it was a bullet. I Literally, didn't know. I, I blinked and I missed it, honestly. I, I heard I heard uh, Paul go, but I, I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, he... he, he and it was so pathetic. Because yep. first of all, Spoiler alert, his death in the remake is so much better. Yes. So much better, and that was just, that was awful. Not to mention him using the block shield as like a battering ram. It's <laughs> it like, let me just awful. fly down the stairs. I'm like, what is that? I, I, I really, I... I think all of this gets to my biggest issue with that old movie, and it's that I had just finished reading the book, and I was like, I know this movie has a terrible reputation, but maybe that's because people haven't read the book first. So I go in and watch it, and I came out of it honestly more confused <laughs> and honestly liking the book a bit less. It doesn't explain anything. It really does. And when it horrible. does, it's painful exposition that you honestly roll your eyes through. You exactly. don't notice any of it. Because, like, like for, for example, there's the re there's the scene where the three teachers, the doctor, Ger Gurney, and uh, the guy's name on camera, who's the who's the, 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 the mental. Hot. Yes, yeah, yes. The mentot. I, yes. Um, he goes in. So is it the mentai? Mentot. Oh, Mentot. Okay, yeah. so on one Wikipedia page it said mental, on another it said Mentot. I thought it was. A, I thought one of them was wrong. I guess we so gotta go fix that. Mentot. Okay, mentot. cool, got it. So they go in and then they do that, and then 
Paul's like, oh yes, did you learn anything more about the worms? Like they were having a constant discussion about this, which just explains the biggest set piece they have yep. later in the movie, which is the worms. I'm like, come on. First of all, that's just, it just was clunky. It was all very clunky. Yeah. Every every scene when they're not doing like training, it's all right, explain something we're going to see 20 minutes later. Exactly. It's just garbage. It's a lot of just them t- standing around talking, which is a lot of the book, but the book has an interesting way of showing it with just the omniscient narrator showing yeah. kind of both sides of it. But it just doesn't ever work in this movie because it's boring and terribly directed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think another thing is, you know, a lot of the dialogue is just so clunky in general, not to mention the first official lines we see on screen are the princess walking up to the, to the emperor. She says, father, and he, and he says, you should leave. And she just walks away. Yep. And that, it, like, why have that scene? It, there's, there's no, no need for that. Was that to make sure we knew who the narrator was? Because I still didn't recognize her because I was so busy not paying attention to the lady that was on the screen for two minutes. I the did not only know reason was. I recognized her was because I had seen, I watched Candyman for the first time last month and Virginia Madsen's the main character in that. Really? Yeah. She's great in that movie. But Unfortunately, I, I, heard, I heard she's like, she's in Dune and I was like, oh. She's going to be in Dune. Okay, so I need to go. I need to watch this movie. Oh. And then she's the first thing I see, and I'm like, oh, no. This is this is such a bad she's start. It, she's in it for the first 10 minutes, and then the last 10 minutes, and not at all, and it, I was disappointed. Why not just have Paul go up there and narrate at Thank, that point? Exactly. Or why not, you know, why not get some dude with a great voice to narrate it who's not even in the movie? Exactly. Movies have done that before, Let and David it David Lynch brilliant. narrate it. Exactly. Or, you know weird. what? Max von Sydow's there for two seconds. Thank still you. use him, because his voice is, I mean, it's legendary stuff exactly. right there we all know that like get sting to sing it i mean <laughs> honestly they could have done anything else other than make you think this is an important character for her just to disappear yep. hire someone get james earl jones to do it who cares exactly honestly that would have been totally building off the star wars craze but i don't think a single person would have minded because his voice is legendary exactly. for a reason yeah but no instead <sighs> and my it. my issue with this whole movie culminates with the one scene with the baron the first scene we see the Baron is the worst yeah. scene in this movie, in my opinion, of them all. As much as I hated the shield blocks, yeah, the scene because I got a couple of things written down. First of all, he's an idiot in this movie. He's oh, not. No, he's, he's not threatening. He's the campy villain you see. Yeah. Like, it takes skill to be less threatening than Danny DeVito's Penguin in Batman Returns. Exactly. But somehow I see comparisons. But still, I'd like. I, I'm more scared of Danny DeVito's Penguin because this guy. There's nothing about him that I'm scared of. Where compared to the remake, it's insane. We'll get to that, of course. Like. He's scary in the remake, and he's terrifying in the book. And in this... He's smart in the book. And in... Oh, Very no. smart. Why and does he fly around? What's the deal he with He doesn't that? fly around in the book. In, in, the, in the remake, that? does he even fly? It just so, looks like he's really tall, to yeah, be honest. So he's got... He's in this, like, suspenser rig because he's so fat and so just disgusting. He has to be held up by this, like, suspenser rig. That makes sense. And they decided, we're going to get rid of the suspenser rig and just have him float around the set. The whole time. I hate it. And it looks awful. It, it, it looks awful. I mean, it, no it's, it, it's, it looks like a joke. Exactly. It's like, it's like oh, this is a bit. I'm going to laugh at this. Yep. Like, no, it's not. It's the main villain, the most threatening character exactly. in the movie, he, he ate in the, the book. He, he was in Charlie, he was in the Willy Wonka chocolate exactly. factory. He ate the, he ate the, the floating bubble gum or whatever. Seriously? Yeah, that's it. No, Alex. Oh, it's in oh. the Willy Wonka universe. You remember, you remember, you remember in it where they float I, away I, and then Willy Wonka gets mad at them for oh eating it? Oh my gosh. I... Really, you did that? I, oh, I honestly, didn't see that not part. the movie. I was gonna buy into it for a second. I've seen it in so I haven't seen it in so long. I'd buy, I, I was like, honestly, because every every one of these actors was in other things. I was like, oh yeah, he was in them. I thought you meant he, the actor no, was in the movie. That's what I, I meant. 
No. Well, like that, I, I certainly would hope not, because I hope he's never in another movie again, because he was terrible in this. I, I'll see what he's in. That, like that, and then Sting is there. Sting. And I'm like, no. Sting has this one scene where he just stands in a, in a gold Speedo for like yes. five minutes. And then Baron just stares at him, <laughs> and it's implied that he wants, and it's implied that he like, you that know. was bad, but the worst scene was not that. The worst scene was when the Baron just walks over to the servant, which there's no explanation why the servant's there, and he just kills him, and it just cuts to Sting going, and he's just like, he's like shuddering and like making this horrible expression. Yeah. Like, it's terrible. That scene is explained better in the book, obviously. I'd hope so. Um, it's, uh, Fade Rautha is trying to, um, to take over the Baron's position, in oh. any way possible, he wants to take the throne, pretty much. Oh. And that's not explained in the movie. There's so much more depth to the so, character than this god-awful movie. He hides, like, a, a needle that will kill the Baron on that servant, and that's not explained in the movie. He just kills the servant. That makes it, the scene exponentially better. Exactly. Oh, that's so annoying. What it's a, the it's heck? a huge problem. That makes me angry. There's a whole subplot of the book that's just completely dropped where Fade Routh is like a gladiator. And it's a really interesting subplot, and it's not there, and it makes Fade Rautha look like an idiot. I mean, yeah, he does. Like exactly. that. Oh my gosh, that's annoying. And then like the rest of the scene, like first of all, every every single time Piter speaks, I hate the yep. way he delivered all of his lines. It's terrible. It's awful. I love Brad Dourif, but like uh, yeah. really, it it was bad. Yeah. It was awful. And then last but not least, the worst line in in the movie, in my opinion despite the fact there are so many bad ones, is where the Baron deliberately outlines the entire plan to his group and then just doesn't tell them how it's going to end. He's like, we're going to do this, this, and this, and I'm not going to tell any of you how it's going to end. He outright says, I'm not going to tell anyone. (laughs) And And it's like, like, oh, it's because we're about to see it in 20 minutes, but they don't want to reveal the plot of the movie. Um, So the the second chapter of the book is... A lot of it's it's just showing the Harkonnen plan pretty much between Piter and uh, the Baron and Fader Alpha, and it actually works and it it show it explains their plan so you know where the next two hundred pages are gonna go but you still don't know the specifics and that keeps you on your toes. This movie does not do that. There's no there's no there's no intrigue yeah. whatsoever from the exposition to to every like. Like even when we see um, the navigators, for example. Oh my god! Like they they immediately are explained what they do, even though they're honestly are the most mysterious looking thing in the whole movie. But we learn what they do in five seconds. Is that the the weird like dude the, the, the tank. guy in the tank? Okay, so that that was not in the book. That is not. A, I don't think it's in the book. I don't no. remember it. They're just why? I don't remember it. Um, what? I could be wrong. Getting a little loud over there, Alex. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna peek the peek the. I I just don't. It's something to get loud over. I just don't sense. understand why you take creative license to make it look like that. Exactly. What's I don't the think point? it was in there. I could be wrong. No, but I mean but, those are, those are the navigators. Uh, like like if if you remember what the navigators, that's them. So yeah. like if they're not described like that, there's definitely not some fan art. Like, so what does the fan yeah. art look like? It looks like interesting. Let me it see. Looks better than the old then movie. Give me a second. The fan art looks better than the movie. I, I don't. I don't doubt it. Um. That, oh my gosh. That like there. There is no intrigue in this movie, which reminds me of the couple things I wanted to ask you of if they're in the book. Yes. Let's just go down the line. So I asked you, did the navigators look like that? Currently, we're unsure. I'm but pretty sure no. If it shocked you like that, I would doubt it. It and caught again, me off guard. Okay. Yeah. That's just. 
that that's better than whatever the heck the blob I was. Thought the, I thought it was kind of interesting. I, I like the it one. reminded me of a racer head. Like the, some of the visual of that ah. reminded me of a racer head. Okay, there you go. So, so it checks out. The racer head looks better. There you go. There you on go. like a five hundred thousand dollar budget. And not so. to mention the there the navigators do make an early but brief appearance in um the in the remake and yes. they're very subtle. Exactly. And not weird and obnoxiously exactly. large. Yeah. Um. So we got that. Um. How were the shields described? The shields are, it, it's very similar to in the remake, if I remember okay. correctly. Uh, I read the book over a long period yeah, of time. So I don't doubt it. Uh, I, I don't remember everything perfectly. The shields are a lot more subtle. It's really almost skin suit-like. It's not like a suit, but it, it envelops the skin. It's not a big box. It doesn't look like that. Um, it's, it's a layer of shield that blinks on and then goes away. And then when you get close to it, it turns red. And that is really all that it's described as, and you can get that visual, and it's gone. But now we have the big rectangles, and it looks terrible, and it's not accurate at That's all. the one thing, is I was watching this movie, and I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt of, oh, it's what the book said, so they just tried to adapt it. But that's two things it's that not. were so off-putting no, that that's clearly not we're not. That's not how it works. And then going down it, um, oh, forgot to mention, the pug. Was the pug in the that book? That was funny. The pug was not in the book. That was very book. funny to Gurney me. running to battle with the pug in his left hand was the... Y'all remember that? Yeah, I, I thought it was very funny. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it, I don't think it was supposed to I, be. Well, the first thing I thought, I saw the pug, I was like, I guess pugs are still around in 8,000 years from now. That's good to know. Pugs, oh, yeah. There are no pugs in the book. If I'm Again, I could be thinking about it wrong. Well, the fact is, if, if, if the pugs were in the book comparative to the movie, you would remember it because they would have played that big of a role because exactly. they're in every scene. They were in so many scenes. Like, He's the first time it shows up, it's, like, in the, the Emperor's room or something. There's just, like, pugs running around. I'm like, what am I looking at? David Lynch really likes pugs? I don't know. Apparently. Uh, I guess so. Um, and then down to the last two. So there's the entire complex process of the Navigator folding space. Like, when they... Is I don't that in the book? It. Okay, I don't remember it. I don't remember like, it. Cause it's, like, it's like a drawn-out three-minute scene where there's you can't no really three, even tell what's happening. There's no, like, full chapter of the Navigator yeah. doing Because you can't anything, even tell what's really. happening in this scene anyway, exactly. to be honest. You're like, oh, how do they bend... I honestly like the remake just leaving it up to yeah. imagination. That's the best thing about the remake. I was about to say, stuff up to the, they, they leave you to it because there's no need to. And then lastly, was Dr. Kynes a guy in the book? Okay, so Dr. Kynes is male in the book. Okay. Um, male in the old movie. They flipped... The yeah, they did. on that in the remake, and it worked because she's great in the movie. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just very curious because I yeah. was wondering which which movie changed it. Because I honestly. Yeah, so the cons- remake changed it. Considering how many di- things were different in the original, I wouldn't have been surprised if they did change it because Max von Sydow is pretty cool. Yeah, so Max von Sydow is not in the old movie that much. Yeah. And I don't remember him. Like I remember all. him for two seconds. I was like, oh my gosh, I was that's like, him. It's him. So and he, then he's gone. Yeah, he, he's there when they go to get the hauler, and then he disappears again. Yes. There's, no, there's nothing left, which, oh my gosh. That, terrible scene it's just everything about like there's nothing in the old movie that is not improved in the new one everything is better okay i'll say one thing actually this is one thing and this is the considering i hated all of his lines it was difficult but i liked how the movie implies a bit more that piter is a bit more intelligent yeah in in the in the in the remake he is a lot more he's not in it all that much. He's not, and when he is, he's very much, much more submissive. Exactly. I like in this one, he's he's a more layered character. And again, that's one small part of one small role of one yeah. annoying character in one bad movie. So yes. it's 
doesn't it doesn't change my rating of it. It doesn't change my thoughts yeah. on it. But that's the one thing where I would say the remake doesn't necessarily improve it. But then again, the actor who plays the character in the remake doesn't deliver all of his lines like an idiot. Exactly. So it's okay. David Dasmalkin's barely in the movie. Exactly. When he, when he is, he's, he does it pretty decently he's by good. comparison to yeah. uh, what we got in the original. But I do like exactly. how there's a bit more of that. But then again, that does undermine the Baron. But it's okay because the Baron's. A complete dork in this in the yeah. re, in the uh, the original, yep. um, yeah, guys. Any any final? I, I I feel like we've covered a lot of the horrible bases. I think the one thing we need to touch on is the worms. I don't th- the worms look uh, they're stop motion, and I don't think they look that good. They 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 fit the scale. That's really all I can compliment. I think they would have looked worse if they tried other forms. Exactly. Of, yeah. I think stop motion was the only way to go. That's where the movie suffers from its lack of budget and its time. Exactly. I think if they, if, I think I think that there's no other place they. There's no gone. way. I think in 1984, I don't think you can make the worms look good. Exactly. I think that. But I think then, like at the end of the movie, there's all those worms coming up, and you're like, oh. This doesn't look good. Yeah, like the yellow lightning was. I think that was a bad decision because it's just it's awful CG lightning on exactly. a on a real service that does nothing looked good in those days. It didn't. It yeah. never did. It wasn't supposed to. Like unless you have the level of like miniature work that the that Star Wars had at exactly. The time. They which, don't have that in this movie. Exactly. There 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 is not much of anything to to be had with that. It's yeah. just oh my gosh. It's yeah. I I think I think for the times that that's yeah. why. But I think later on it would have looked better. But eh. I mean, the new ones look a lot better, so that's all that really matters with that one. Davis, yeah. any final uh, thoughts on Dune 1984 edition? At what point did y'all check out during this movie? Um, the, first, the shield, the shields. Right when Virginia Madsen walked out on a space <laughs> background. So probably about one second into the film. I mean, the shields legitimately, I was thinking, maybe the fight choreography will be as good as the remake. And then no. it wasn't, I was like... Because you can't see the fight choreography. You can't see it. Like, oh, and, and actually, when Patrick Stewart does the incredible four Atreides uh, scene, which Josh Brolin does amazing, and then he has the pug, and I'm like, what is this? Yep. There's There were so many scenes where I tried to get back in because I wanted to pay attention. I wanted to give this movie the benefit of it. Because my dad walked out of this movie when it came out. He said this was one of the two movies he's ever walked out of the theaters of. I don't remember what the other one was. This that is a good one. Yeah. This is a good one to walk out of, though. He, he said he, he hated it. And yeah. my, my mom said she only liked because Sting is there, which is... You ever walked out of a movie? I've never walked out of a movie. I have. I, I've never... What I, if you walked out of I walked out on The Hobbit. I was so bored. The first one? <laughs> yeah. The, the I was with my grandma. I was like, it's, let's it's go, a lot of It's a lot of exposition like this. It yeah. just does it better, but it is a lot of setup. It's the a Hobbit's lot. The my favorite book of all time, it's and a I'm book. like... Ooh. It's a... The it's movie's not a great adaptation. It, it is. It I was is, like, Grandma, let's get out of here. Yeah. We did. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, that that's fair. That's fair. But this was the one my dad. He's like, "There's, I'm not sitting through this again, or for the rest of it." Yeah, there were so many scenes I checked out on. So many scenes. Yeah. But any any I final? Think, I think once his dad got shot, like that's that's where I was like, okay. But you, mean, I turned on it where his dad got with, and then he bit his tooth and all that. Oh, around okay. that area is when I was like, I. I I put on my laptop beside me. I put it on. I played NCAA and kind of. Yeah. I mean, even that scene for me, like, I was like, wow, the scene in the remake is so amazing. That's because I guess you have Oscar Isaac. Oscar everything. Isaac's killing it. He, he always does. And then now I'm watching yeah. that. I'm like, it's just, eh. It's fine. It's like, it's, I can't even say it's fine. It's just, it could be done better. Everything in the movie could everything, be done better. Everything. So, so with two that, out of 10. Terrible movie. With that in mind, I'll give it a one out of 10, to be honest. I, I really don't like anything about it. I yeah. don't. I give it one star for creativity. Yeah, I refuse to rate it out of 10. There wow. you go. There you go. There you go. Now let's move on to 
such an, a ridiculous improvement in every single way, as you, as you yeah. said, other than that one small thing, which in my opinion doesn't even really count. Yeah. Dune 2021 edition, directed by Dennis Villanueva, director of Prisoners, Arrival, Enemy, Blade Runner 2049, probably one of the hottest directors in Hollywood at this point. For sure. He gets Dune, and going through the cast list yet again, it is stacked to the brim. Timothy Chalamet as Paul Atreides. Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica, Oscar Isaac as Duke Leto Atreides, Josh Brolin as Gurney Halleck, Stellan Skarsgård as Baron Vladimir Harkonnen, Dave Bautista as Glassu Rab- Rabin? Raban? I'm going to say Raban. Raban. Stephen McKinley Henderson as Thurfer Hawat, Zendaya as Chani, David Dust, I can't say his last Dust name. Dust Dasmalkian. okay, thank you, as... Uh, Peter DeVries, and let's see, going down the list further, you got Jason Momoa playing Jason Momoa, or yep. actually more accurately, Duncan Idaho, and then Javier Bardem as Skildar. I mean, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. No, they do look the They're, same, I, don't they? They look identical to me. Especially in this movie. Like, Javier Bardem, I can never get him mistaken because he looks so weird in No Country for Old Men. That's my image of him, yeah. which looks nothing like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. But in this movie, they're the same Jeffrey person. Jeffrey Dean Morgan in The Possession. I was watching The Possession like a week ago for some reason. And I was like, "That's that's Javier. That's Javier Bardem." They are, in fact, I've not seen them in the in the same room together yet. Look at so that! I- Look at that! That is like <laughs> the same guy. Yeah. I had a friend that asked if Jeffrey Morgan was Spanish the other day. I was like, "No, he's not. He's from Seattle." <laughs> I was about to say he is about as about. A, oh my gosh, that's hilarious! Unbelievable cast. I would say. Fits the bill of the scope of, you know, that I love movies that they know their scope is big, so they build the A-list cast. Exactly. I love it. Not to mention Javier Bardem, barely in the movie. Yeah. Which, Javier I, Bardem, barely in the movie. All-time all great movie. actor. That, that's what I love is that they plan the seed for saying, all right, you know he's going to carry the load in the next movie because he is an all-time great. And, and I he can doesn't. tell you, I've, having, I know part two, Javier Bardem, massive in part two. Zendaya, massive in part two. I love it. And then we get more Rebecca Ferguson in the next one. Again, no complaints. No, from complaints. Any, no complaints from anybody in any in any degree on that yeah. one. And just addre- speaking of, you mentioned Zendaya addressing some complaints I've heard coming out of this movie. I've not read a bunch of reviews for it because I just recently watched. It. I didn't want to you know risk the spoilers. Yeah. A lot of people complain about Zendaya being in this movie for seven minutes, and a lot of people complain about it. I think without seeing the movie because yeah. the reality is. Considering her character, there's no way she could be in this movie for more yeah, than seven minutes no. without it feeling forced. Not to it mention, it's feel, an important seven minutes. Exactly. I think she... I've heard a lot of complaints about her, and I think the closest thing I can say to agreeing with them is I think some of the visuals on her could be a bit better. I don't like the overuse of slow-mo in movies. Um, and there, there's a bit. There's a lot. I, of it. I've heard her called a music video character, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> that, that's a good description. She's in slow. She's in the movie for I believe seven minutes. Yeah, that's if that, I read that's right. what I've heard everywhere. I don't know if that's an accurate count. And I did get an actual count on it. Four and a half minutes of it is slow mo. Oh yeah. Oh no. It's it's rough. That is that that that's unfortunate. Yeah. But I guess it's sort of trying to. Be hey guys, it's a dream, so it won't be normal. Yeah. I get why they did it. I get it. Like I'm not. That's not something I will complain about. Yeah, exactly. Certainly. And I think, I think the fact is, I think she should have maybe been in the trailers less. But in Dennis, that, yeah. in Dennis Villanueva's defense, defense, he doesn't make the trailers. And exactly, the studio made the trailers, They're and they like, put oh, Zendaya, Zendaya in it because Zendaya sells. Star. She sells. She sells tickets. Exactly yeah. because, like. As much as we all like Rebecca Ferguson, she's not going to sell tickets no. to a general audience like Zendaya would. The ones that are going to sell tickets here, you've got Timothy Chalamet, you've got Jason Momoa, you've got Zendaya, and on a lesser note, Josh Brolin and Oscar Isaac. Yeah, exactly. I think Oscar Isaac's selling power 
was lessened by the Star Wars career, exactly. oddly enough. Uh, I think he's I think he's selling probably return he's with just this movie. A good like name recently. Exactly. People like him. People yeah. like what he's doing definitely. with Jessica Chastain right now. All that people love that. So. Yeah, definitely. So I, I I think I think it certainly is on the studio to have done less with the trailers. Yeah. But in terms of the movie, I don't think that's a fair criticism because it's, it's, it's so. the trailers. They know he doesn't make them. Yeah. That's led to a you whole can't department. Blame him for exactly, it. and you yeah. can't you can't hold that against the movie. And then further, um, apparently. Like, I saw this going around on Twitter. People were like, oh my gosh, this is a huge plot hole. How did they all make it from uh, Kaladin, Kaladin. Kaladin to Arrakis without the spice? I'm like, they, they weren't- They have the like, spice. No, like, somebody, p- people apparently got the idea that the whole movie's about a spice shortage. Everybody has it. It's just, a, it's like it's like oil. It's, we exactly. all have oil. We're just co- trying to constantly get oil so Everyone we don't run out. read the Harkonnens stockpiling spice as no one else has spice. And that's not true. Everyone has spice. It's just the They just have a monopoly. Have a they have the monopoly. Yeah, they they, they own the they own it to yeah. where they can sell it to everybody. But like uh, like I saw it with a bunch of like it wasn't just one random dude with one quote tweet. It was like a bunch of people and I was like, did they not understand the movie? So yeah, I would just say um like they didn't really watch the movie because it's clear they have it. They just want more of it, and yeah. they want to control the area, like controlling a trade route. But Davis, you said you had something else. Yeah, at the beginning of the new Dune is when I realized how obvious the allegory of the Fremen are for Middle Eastern people, which I I don't know how I didn't notice in the first movie, but like it's because nothing's illustrated well exactly. in the first movie. <laughs> but like it's it's a very very obvious allegory of them pe- or people going to steal their oil, yes. like Middle Eastern people's oil. And their spice in this one. Yeah, I, I would say, I would say absolutely. I think it's definitely, and I, I think we're going to see a lot more of it once they're more into the Fremen culture in the second movie. Because in this, they're they are you're kind of the outsiders. You you're you don't see much, and yep. what little you do is awesome. Yeah, but you don't see a lot. I think it's definitely going to be a lot more clear when they go to the what are the what are their settlements called again? The they're, um, are they called like Stikes? It's I would like a sty dinner. I don't know. Sorry. I'll look it up real quick. Because like when when they go to those and you see the ten thousand of them, which they're not all going to be warriors, obviously, because I think that's that's going to be the selling point. At siege. Least. Siege. Okay, siege. I, I knew it was something like that. I just couldn't couldn't figure couldn't remember it. But when they go to those, like I think that's really going to be a point where that allegory becomes even more clear because you're going to see. Sure, they've got Javier Bardem like warriors, right? Yeah. But there's going to be a lot of people that are staying underground that can't go outside yeah. because they're just kids and old people. And I think that's probably going to be where they're really going to push that further. And like, that's where in, in the first movie, Paul is afraid of the Holy war, but in the second movie, I imagine he's going to buy into it significantly. The second movie is going to be almost entirely when it comes to his plot line, it will be a lot of him kind of integrating himself into the Fremen culture. You'll see a lot more of that religious war that is going to happen. Yeah. Um, and, that's again where Lady Jessica will come back in, um, but it's going to you're going to see a lot more of the Fremen, which is why I'm excited for it because I that's my favorite part of the book is the way that he integrates himself in. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be really I really look forward to that and a lot more action as far as everybody involved in the movie has said the second part will be the more action. Ride some worms. worms. It is gonna be a two part. Oh yes, ride some worms. I cannot. Yes, I can't wait for that. I that I like how they were building up to it with uh. Which I guess not light because it was kind of sad when they were building up to it with Dr. Kynes to yeah, ride the woman. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so you cool. And then she just dies. Fantastic shot of her with the, the two hooks. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, then I, I the second I saw them building up to it, I was like, no, some people are going to get really mad about this. Because yeah. I knew she was, because I read the book and I was like, no. 
Yeah. The actress who played her, though, was great. I don't think Sharon Duncan Brewster, I believe is her name. Ah, uh, yes, it is. Uh, yeah, she's on the list. Sharon Duncan Brewster. She was awesome. She's great. Yeah, it was great. I was I was really, uh, again, every even the lesser known names are amazing exactly. in this film. Yeah. All, all the actors bring it yeah. from, t- t- from top to bottom. Yeah, that, it's just so much better. And yeah. I don't understand the complaint that it's boring. I really um, don't get that. Oh, I was not bored a single minute. The, actually, actually, once he kind of gets into the desert, it sl- the pacing slows down a lot. I that's think you're right. That kind of that's why I'd give it like a. It's going to lose some points. True. Right the from part there. the part in the tent was a bit, eh, but I think it was kind of ballooned by one his vision of the holy war, which yeah. that like those scenes, really like cool. those shots were awesome. Again, a lot better than whatever the dreams were in the, yeah, no. the dreams in the original garbage. Yeah. This just was a lot more engaging because then you're like. I get it was definitely slower, but I was kind of like building with the anticipation of, okay, what's going to happen next? Because yeah. inevitably, I knew we were going to find Javier Bardem. Yep. Like, I knew if we don't find them, Javier Bardem and Zendaya, by the end of the movie, then something's not right here. Yeah. Which I know they have their character names, but I just can't help but refer to some actors that I know by name just yeah. by them throughout the whole, even That's when I'm watching reasonable. it. With a cast like, this big. Exactly. I, yeah, that makes like, sense. I like, I like Leto, but Oscar Isaac is how I called him the exactly. entire movie. And when he got, when he died, I said, no, not Oscar Isaac. Yep. So that's just how it goes. Oscar um, Isaac's my mom's new favorite actor after watching this. Really? Mm-hmm. After watching this? Yes. Okay. Well, she doesn't watch. I like. She doesn't watch very many movies. I liked yeah. him a lot in this. He's I really, really did. solid. Really makes you wonder how they ruined his uh, potential as Poe in all of the Star Wars movies, yes. at least in my opinion, because he brought it in this movie. I've they seen made him the only. So they, they made the only Hispanic person in Star Wars a, a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah we did talk about that, about didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> a little dicey there, a little yeah. dicey for Disney. Uh oh. Um, no, I'm not a fan of that retcon they made. I don't think anybody's a fan of. Anything Rise of Skywalker with Rise of Skywalker. Not anything. Mason, when I you was laughing in seconds? theaters. I know. I we was all disturbing were. the peace. Well, I mean, I don't think anybody cared. That was the one movie where I thought, even if we did start making noise, the theaters, like they were going like, <gasps> I was like, uh, yeah, it's, I can't, it's I can't awful. say that. Don't, don't be saying that, Davis. Um, yeah, this just, I, I just love, it. I love the world building. By the way, my favorite scene actually, um, and there's a lot of them. Really, I think, I think, of course, the when the worm jumps up. That scene was in the trailer. Everybody knew it was going to be, you know, legendary stuff. I think that's stuff. my favorite scene. You heard stories about they had to design that, like when Christopher Nolan built the black hole in Interstellar, yeah. and it like took them forever. I don't know how, if that's correct because it not that it seemed simple because it wasn't obviously simple, but like it, if it took as long as they said, yeah. that's just impressive. But my favorite scene is the uh, is the opening scene when the Emperor's envoy like gets there. And because it jumped, it it dumps you right in, yeah. and you don't know what's happening. You kind of have to figure out because you can sense tension. But you're like, who are these people? Like the navigators. Why are these weird people with helmets on? Who's who's yeah. the emperor? What's the deal with the Atreides family? Like, what's what is their goal? What like what's the deal with Leto? Why is like is Paul being groomed to be a successor? What's like like not to mention even Paul's like voice power that's just out of breath. Like I, I remember when um, Lady Jessica's like telling him him to command me i'm thinking oh it's be a ruler you know like yeah. show power and then he like does the voice i'm like what the heck is it i did not because i again i saw I, this one first i did not see that coming i exactly. did not expect that at all i thought that was awesome because like okay this is cool you can kind of see that it's going a little bit different exactly it's because it, i really expected to be the traditional ah yes the son of the duke must learn how to rule it's like oh the son of the duke has a superpower and may be the to messiah to be the messiah he may like, in Whoa. fact be jesus to yeah. this entire planet that's it's that's pretty crazy yeah that I, I really like the escalation but just everything with that like even um the the mintat is right that's how you say it yeah. or that that's the name uh, like he, he makes the calculation where he rolls his eyes back and that's it. Exactly. That's, they don't explain it. There's no inner monologue of Paul saying, "Wow, 
that made top very good at making one of the smartest people in my father's uh you know order or whatever. I don't like no. It's, it's just you he just, just infer that, and it's you have to figure out. Visually. You have to figure it out. And I, I've read a bunch of like sci-fi books in the past where these types of characters exist, and that's a very common thing I've seen. Is like the sort of you know, ah, uh, yes, the intelligent human computer. Yeah. I liked seeing it in, in this way, and I liked the way that it was used because it was more. In this case, they were a lot more human than yes. they were just a computer. Yeah, like because especially when he says, "On my honor, I demand that I resign," and exactly. Oscar Isaac's like. Uh, You're not nope, getting that. Get I was about to say you not not allowed. Go catch me some spies. Uh, that was that was awesome. That was such a good that was line. that was a great scene. That was uh, so many so many good scenes. Uh, Davis, what 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 big parts stood for you for from this movie? The big parts or like just like just in everything. General? What what like when you watch the movie when it ended, you're like, all right, I really liked that. What like, I really like the stuck set design, the design yes. of all the yeah. different things. I thought that it was much better than the old one. I did kind of like the wackiness of the old one, like like the crawlers, like yeah. the mining things were a little wacky. They looked like bugs, but this one it looked a lot more real, a lot more in universe. I have, okay, I have a question. I was so I was watching this. Obviously, one of the characters' last name is Idaho, which is pretty funny to yes. me. So I was thinking about it. So this is eight thousand years from now. And these are humans that left Earth, from what I understand. Especially the emphasis on the use of the term humans. They're implying that they are specifically from Earth. So, neither neither of the movies really dive into it. The book is very very much about the difference between humans and animals and, like, animalistic impulse. That's what, like, the box scene is. Right, yeah. Stuff like that. So, they don't really dive into that, but that's what they mean by human, I feel like. Yeah, okay, interesting, yeah. Okay, if they are from Earth... Yeah. Which I understand them as they are. Do you think that, like, that's just Idaho's a holdover word that's just become, like, a last name? Like, you know, like, Schumacher? Like, yeah. that means shoemaker yeah. back in the day and just came a last name. So, Idaho was a former U.S. state, just came someone's Maybe. last name. They were, like, like his great, 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 like, thousand years. Yeah, his, like, one of his ancestors was from Idaho, and they're like, oh, you're... So and so from Idaho, and now all he's Duncan Idaho. These names change. I was hoping got, like, the author was from Idaho, but he's not. He's so not. there's no actual. I don't have an explanation. I feel like he was just like that's a wacky word. Idaho was fun. It's a uh, fun yeah, word. I, Oklahoma. I, go go ahead. I, I liked it. I thought it was funny. I, I it's just it's. It, I think I think I think it's funny specifically in almost contrast because the guy with the funniest name is probably the scariest dude. Yeah. I mean, outside of the Baronaz, but in terms of like in the battlefield, he is Gurney. Or Duncan Idaho. Duncan, Duncan. easily. Yeah. Easily. Which, that's one thing, is you rarely get this, I would say, because you have guys who are action stars, who are mainstays, but, like, Jason Momoa has this, like, believability to him that I can't really explain. Like, I every time he does it, I'm like, he'd do it. He looks weird without the beard, though. I'm not... I'm not I the fact that he, he had multiple different looks in the, he, each scene was a different yeah, different set of facial hair. Weird. I'm convinced he was filming Aquaman while doing this. That might be true. Because Aquaman, he has... He sticks exactly, to the beard, yeah. and then... He very much completely... I don't know why he would... The weird thing was, he has it before he goes to see the Fremen, and then he shaves it. But I feel like yeah. if he's out in the wilderness, he would come back with one. Yeah. Which it was I, maybe weird, he had to shave it to put on that mask he was wearing. Maybe. That actually... Okay, that actually Bob makes a lot of sense. But Stilgar has one. <laughs> Javier Bardem's character has one. No, but but Jason Mose was Not like down... Crazy. It was okay, like down yeah. to there. Because right, you only seen right. for one scene. Yeah. Which, of course, he, he literally is playing Jason Mose because I... Does he's Duncan Idaho say my boy in the book as much? Uh... He might, actually. <laughs> no, he's very much like... They kind of combined the characters of Gurney Halleck and Duncan Idaho a tiny bit. They kind of separated some roles. I feel like in the book, in, from my understanding, Gurney Halleck was a lot more of that mentor character. Because I know in the movie they cut out a scene where Gurney Halleck plays this instrument called a balisette. And he he plays... It's pretty much a guitar kind of instrument. He's a lot more of a kind of human, likable character. Um, he's not Josh Brolin... 
screaming, which he screams really well, but he, he he's, he's so a quieter character. Yeah. So, but they kind of gave that role to Duncan, and that allowed Jason Momoa to be just really charismatic and really nice in the role. And then, when the inevitable happens, I was hoping he'd make buried. it through. Yeah, I was hoping he'd make it through. I knew he wouldn't. I knew I he would. Sh- I saw him get shot in the other one. I knew it wasn't going to happen. I, yeah. I, I, I was like, he's gotta. But then, of course, hey, in the old one, he, uh, Patrick Stewart had a guitar. Yes, he had the guitar thing. So, Gurney Halleck, yeah. I, I mean, no, I, I like add I like a, add a coin to the jar of Dune eight nineteen eighty four did it better. I like the I like this the quote the, the oftentimes like sing us a song Gurney and then it's just Josh Brolin just saying poems in like a monotone Josh it's Brolin a lot, voice. So he in the in the book it's a lot of like him just saying quotes like he'll uh, Paul will say like what's something that kind of relates to this pretty much and he'll say some random quote. And it just fits with his character. I love it. I love it. It's great. And then you see the, like, smile gurney. I am smiling. And it's all that just kind of compiles to this character that I just, I really liked. And just to clarify, we didn't see him die, technically. Josh gurney. Brolin? Yeah, we, he comes back. Okay, yeah. I, I, came I, back in the old one. Well, I mean, you never know. I'm just like you didn't watch the 1984 version. I know no, how they did. I did watch the 1984 version. I just didn't know if they would separate from that He did way. not die in the 2021 one. Okay, yeah. I, I just confirm I, that. I, I'm, I'm, I, I figured now. I just wanted to make sure because I was like, wait a minute. Like, Because, uh, I mean, they were getting whacked. Yeah. Like, and they were all wearing, like, T-shirts going one-on-one with yeah, a bunch of dudes in, in, like, full military garb and everything. So I, I was kind of worried. You'll see what happened. But thankfully, no, I mean, I, again, I, I, I expected to be similar to the movie. I just wasn't sure if they if they were going to jump. I was like, did I miss some? Because I, I know it kind of went similar, but this yeah. one went, like in the in the 1984 version, he just runs off. But in this one, like it goes more into the scale of it. You really feel like they're at an impending point of yeah. like, they're going to, he's going to get whacked. Exactly. I'm, I'm glad he doesn't because I, I, I look forward to it certainly again and how they do it in this one. Because yeah. I'm sure it'll be better as it, as it exactly. always has been. And that gets into probably my favorite thing about this movie is... I, I went in just expecting just a really big, not really action movie, because I knew the book wasn't that, but it's just big. It's just the scale of everything. It feels massive. It feels massive, but you always have something to connect to. You have this shot of like this massive ship, and you can see these little trees at the bottom, and you can connect to that, and you're like, oh, it's that big. Yeah. In those action sequences, when you have uh, Arakeen, the city, kind of blowing up, you're seeing that from Josh Brolin's point of view. You're seeing that while he's running, you see you're focused on a human character. There's always that emotion. There's always that something to connect to with that scale. It's not a Michael Bay part. movie is, exactly. what, is what you're saying. It, it, is, seeing... it is the antithesis of a Michael Bay film exactly. and the fact that it does all the action scenes right by yes. comparison to... You actually feel something. Yes, exactly. Scenes. By comparison to just senseless explosions over and over again. Yeah, yeah it's just... I got a couple things listed down. I will say the sound design. You, you got. Oh, we talked about how bad, how bad the first one. This one, it's so much better. Like all, just like the sounds when the ships just. Even yeah. the sound design to make the ships sound bigger. Yeah, it's like the and everything, which it's they just crazy. do over and over again. It's awesome. And you go listen to that score, and you realize, oh, this score is ever present in this movie. It's always there. That's and Hans the way Zimmer. They, exactly the way they implement it into just the sounds of the world. Specifically, my favorite scene in the movie is that first sandworm scene. With the piece that I've been listening to, "Ripples in the Sand," since it released back in like September, so I'm gonna have to go back and listen because I listened to I listened to a lot of the Hans Zimmer stuff before. It's, I'll do that. It might, it's one of my favorite Hans Zimmer pieces, um, but it's that scene again. It, it, you've got the shot of the sandworm, but you have Paul and Duncan, yeah, or Paul and uh, Gurney. So it's it's that, but it's also like 
all this really loud score, and then they're like, oh, where's Paul? And it cuts to Paul completely silent. Yeah. And it's it's one of the best sounding moments I've ever heard. One of my, loved it. One of my favorite scenes, uh, building up the sound design, is the fact that it's ever-present, and then the final fight uh, between Paul and, looking at his name again. Jameis. Jameis, yeah. Uh, it cuts off. Yes. That was, I love when movies do Silent. that. Like, Loved Davis, it. we were talking about, you remember uh, when they do that in Spider-Man 2, they fall off the uh, the building and just go silent for like three seconds. That is a lot shorter than this one, Oops, but I just love when movies fingers. do that. That's not when he does it. That's, no, it's, they do that when they do that when I just felt like saying that. You felt like saying that, Davis? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fair. It's fair. Um, yeah, the sound design is just, oh my gosh, it's amazing. And the score, Hans Zimmer. We talk about Hans Zimmer pretty much every time he's in. Let's see. I mean, he's done... How many movies have we talked about that he's done? He's done... Interstellar, you're the, you're the, you're the, the Last Samurai, fan. Pirates of the Caribbean, Spirit. Yeah. yeah, he did Spirit. It's he so did. good. He did The Boss Baby. He, oh, no. <laughs> a stain on his legacy. He, no, not I don't know what all. you're talking about. That's his best movie. No. I, Alex Interstellar, who? Alex doesn't joke around. I, like I, I, I have a 11-hour movie scores playlist on Spotify. I don't joke around. And I take nah. a soundtracks class. I don't joke around about no Hans Zimmer. Except the soundtrack class, they all said John Williams was the best, and no. I, yeah, I think I think well, we. I'll say Alexander Desplat, but whoa, wait, wait, he did um Grand Budapest Hotel, Fantastic Mr. Fox, yeah. Shape of Water. He did. I think he did the Imitation Game as Imitation well. Imitation Game, Harry oh. Potter, Deathly Hallows, Part One and Two. He did a couple of those ones. Well, which are my favorite of the Harry Potter scores. I, mine as well. Yeah. Mine as well. But I, I got to stick with my man Hans Zimmer all the way on that one, especially because well, I mean. He did Dune now, and I'm gonna be. Exactly. I'm not gonna be listening to the ripples in the sand you said about a million times. Go. That's gonna be great. I, yeah, just it's so much better. The fight choreography yeah. is awesome. The fight scenes are actually enjoyable because there's not stupid block shields and whatever the heck they were doing in the original. Yeah. I just everything is improved. I'm like, the only complaint I have really with the movie is the way they build up Doctor Ua is very quick. Once you get to that scene with Oscar Isaac, it's just like, oh, we're just going to dump his whole character on you. you yeah. There's a scene in the book between where he and Lady Jessica talk for a little bit about just his past and why he's acting the way he is. And you really, that's that scene was necessary. And I wish it was in this movie. I think it was actually cut out. Yeah. Um, and it's in a director's cut somewhere. Um, but that's such a minor complaint. I think this movie is pretty much a masterpiece. I'm just saying, I I would watch the director's cut if it's like four hours. I don't yeah, care. Like I don't care I, either. I, Two and a half hours felt short. I watched I watched the four hour Snyder cut in a day. I, if I I liked that movie and it was worth it, I know I'm gonna like the four hour cut. So I'll watch yeah. I'll watch any four hour cut as long as it's good. I've heard one one complaint. Uh, really, this is probably everyone's complaint if they have one is that it doesn't feel complete. But it's not supposed to be. It's not really. It's it's a Fellowship of the Ring scenario yeah. where it's just, of course it doesn't feel complete. You have that part two for closure, and now he wants to make Dune Messiah, so you'll have a part three for closure. They're, they're, so they're going to do three parts? He says he wants to. He's been saying, like, he, they just really? confirmed part two. Yeah. And he's been coming, at, like, someone asked him, they were like, what do you want to make after this? And he's like, I don't know. My dream is to adapt Dune Messiah, though. And I was like, whoa. Wow. That'll okay. be awesome. I'll, yeah. I'll see it. And that's a shorter book, so he'll adapt it all in one. Pretty action-heavy from what I've heard, though, so we'll see some more. I look forward to that. Action. And there's one There's one thing is that um, I, I, I read it earlier. So this part two was never a guarantee. No. 
Like they signed, all, I I figured they would have signed all the actors to two. He two wanted movie the, contracts. he wanted Lord of the Rings thing. They they did they he did wanted it. it yeah they wanted one and then they, and then the studio's like all right if if this one wins it makes money yeah and then of course it made a buttload of money in a it short amount of overperformed time overperformed pretty heavily especially for we've still got a pretty much recovering box office exactly and yeah. I mean and it, yeah I'm about to say we're in we're still in the pandemic not to mention I mean the the theaters here are going exactly. through intense staffing issues to where they just aren't showing movies yeah. much at all. So, like, with all that in mind, there's they still made a lot of money. So, yeah. it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. 2023, Davis will no longer be in college doing the podcast. What are we going to do? What if I? What if we're doing like fifth years? Oh yeah, yeah. Stay on. I, yeah, that's right. I'll tell my parents, "Hey, mom, can you pay for an extra year of college? I really want to keep the podcast going that, for the podcast." Yeah, for the podcast, mom. We've got we've got we've got tens of loyal listeners that would like <laughs> to come back. Would like to stick around. Yeah. We'll we'll come back. Hey, I mean, Doctor Hepcat is a show. We can just do that. It'll work out. It'll work he, out. It's cause he works here, though. All right, Davis, quick pick up a job. Let's go work at the Steak and Shake. Get Steak and Shake back. It's a two-parter. We'll get Steak and Shake back and run, and we'll keep the podcast there going. There you go. I think it'll work out. Um, yeah, I, it's just it's so good. Like I really like – okay, one thing I was glad I did is I'm glad I watched this one first. Yeah. Because I feel like if I had watched the original, this one would have seemed so great no matter what because yeah. the first one, the original, sucks. But watching this on its own, I was already like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Yeah. Like, I loved all the, all like the political intrigue that was going on. But like, because I love space, like I read a bunch of sci-fi books where it's like also about politics half the time. Yeah. Forget like the space battle; it's also about who's gonna backstab who. I'm glad that like I loved it, and yeah, it was just so good. I'm and my favorite scene though is still uh, I wrote it down. Let me see, it's. Easily, where Leto uh, sacrificed himself to try and kill the Baron and everybody, and he says, so "Here I am, here I remain." Like that was, just, oh my gosh, amazing. But then, of course, the Baron lives. I don't know how. Um, he floated up to avoid the poison. But it, and, it's yeah. all. I mean, I feel like it'd be everywhere because he had the shield on. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay. in, in, again, in the book, the the cloud of uh, gas, from what I could tell, was a lot smaller. So, uh, and the Duke was very, like, very out of it and didn't know who was who. So Piter got in his face, and he bit down on the tooth because he thought it was the Baron and killed Piter instead. Oh, so that's that's, what I, that, that would have made me so much more upset, actually. that I kind of prefer that. Yeah, no, no I, mean, no, I mean, upset in yeah, a good way. I yeah, mean, yeah. it's in like, oh, come on. Exactly. Like, this is just, oh, he lives. Yeah. So that I'm not going to complain about it because it, uh, they explained it with the shield, I feel like, pretty well. Yeah. But... And the fact that he still clearly needed extensive healing, so the exactly. shield only did so much. Yeah. And then you get that great shot of him coming up out of that. That's that so group. cool. Stellan oh Skarsgård is the best. I'm just saying, put the Skarsgård family in the Hall of Fame. Yep. I don't know if there all is one, but put them all there. That's all I'm saying. Give them all Academy Awards. All, every single, all of them. Every single one of them. He, the, he what is it? He, uh, he won for doing Chernobyl, and he thanked yeah. the guy who gave him eyebrows, which was I thought the funniest thing yeah. ever. That was just an anecdote about him. Um. Yeah, that that the scene when he came out of the the pit, the Baron in general, so cool and so, so much good. better. Actually scary, actually evil. I cannot wait for the sequel. I cannot for wait sure. for Dave Dave Batista, who plays whatever his face, to get killed because he's now. Even though he he plays the same character in every movie as well, and it's hilarious. Yeah. He just yells. Except Blade Runner. That ah, is Blade Runner. I have not seen it yet. Watch Blade Runner twenty forty. Yes, I know he's got glasses now, which he means does. he's not the same Batista. Yes, I know he's that. He's actually really solid in the movie. I, that's what I've heard. Everyone not, was like, not in it for very long. I think he's got just the one scene, but he's. Everyone was very surprised. Yeah. Like, wait, he's not yelling about stuff and just exactly. punching things, which is what he does in every other movie. I love that movie. That's that's what happens if you're a former wrestler and you get in Hollywood. You just throw things. Exactly. 
John Cena hasn't, well, put Dwayne The Rock Johnson into my Dune Part 2. I'd, I'd do it. I, I'd see <laughs> Let it. him play the Emperor. Ex- oh my, no, no. The Emperor, the Emperor, I'm very, that's one thing, I'm glad we didn't see the Emperor because I'm now intrigued on who exactly. they're going to cast. Do y'all have any casting predictions? Ooh. So um, we have four, I believe four major characters that have not been cast. So we have the Emperor, we have the Emperor's daughter, Princess yeah. Irulan. We have uh, Fade Rautha. So it, why didn't he show up in this one? Was there like a... There was no real reason. Uh, I think they're going to introduce him as okay. that, that gladiator subplot. Okay, yeah. Which I, works. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm fine with that because it honestly would have made me too stuffed, honestly, because yeah. there were already so many characters we were having to meet. I'm actually fine with that. I yeah. just was worried they cut him out completely because I like, he seemed to play a very important role. Yeah. In fact, if the movie's any close accurate to the book, they played somewhat of an important role, yeah. so at least show up in this one, and he didn't, so I was surprised by that. And then that fourth character would be Prince, uh, Lady Jessica's daughter, Alia. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. And... I've got some. I, I want to hear what y'all think. Who's um who's for the emperor? Oh, I'm trying to think of all my old dudes that I could definitely cast. I'm not even casting an old dude. My personal pick. Who, who's your pick? I'm got, picking Mahershala Ali. Whoa! Whoa! Great casting. I'm in shut love up and with take that. my money. I yes, that I want that. I figured they'd go an older character, but yeah. then again, there's. Age is not necessarily a prerequisite, I feel like, for the yeah. character at all. So I was just thinking that because I was imagining what he looks like in the eighty in the yeah. original. So I was yeah, like, okay, yeah. he'll look somewhat like that. I'm trying to get as far from that original. Fair, like fair. I got, I put up a, a one to recommend said Jake Gyllenhaal. He's worked with. He's worked ah, with Denis before. Yeah, that, Denis. Enemy and Prisoners. That's, that's okay, yeah. I think, I, I would say Gyllenhaal is going to be, um. Or Michael Stuhlbarg. What's his name? Stuhlbarg. St- yes, I, I think Gyllenhaal could easily be him. I heard, I saw one on Twitter that I was in love with for Fade Rautha. Um, and that was Barry Keoghan, who's been in a lot of indie movies, Killing of a Sacred Deer being my personal favorite yeah, of his. Yeah, he's good. Um, I, I must, I must imagine Green I know Knight, He's great in The Green Knight. Wasn't he in Dunkirk? Or am I thinking He was in Dunkirk. He's the, I think he was. Yeah, he no, was. he was in Dunkirk. He's like the awkward guy. He's always really awkward when ah. he plays. He's really good, and I want to. See, he's really good friends with Timothy Chalamet. So I ah, there you go. There would you love go. to see them play rivals a little bit. I I was kind of in love with that casting. Um, that's that's a good one. I, he he also posted on Twitter. I'll check it real quick. But um, he said something about like right after the they said oh part two's coming out. He posted. He retweeted that. Yeah. So I I I feel like uh for the princess. Uh, Anna Taylor Joy, probably. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I, I'm not. No. Uh, D- Davis, Davis, you think she's overrated? Yes. They're just Whoa, casting everything. It's recency bias. Same thing. Why Tom Holland's casting everything? And I just saw Tom Holland should okay. be fade on this no. freaking no. article. No. Get him out of here. Don't do Get that. Get him out of here. I don't want that. But what is Anna, what has Anna Taylor Joy done to you? It's like not like she's been bad. I mean, she's like I don't so think she's been bad, everything. but like I don't know. Like I saw last night in Soho last week, Ooh. and she's. Really good in that movie. I haven't seen it yet. I'll, I'll reform my I, opinion. I, I after feel like it. she's the obvious casting choice. It's very obvious. I want them to do something yeah, not. But obvious. there you go. I don't. I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. She's I, obvious for a reason. Yeah, and she's and then she's obvious because again, this movie, the the top build cast. I mean, people that showed up for barely a minute were very very big yeah. name actors. So it checks out that they're going to be like, hey guys, here's important throw characters who are also in there. yeah yeah. Man, I'm trying to think of if if they were to go the older route, who would be the older character to play the emperor then? Because um, again, my my mind immediately jumped to Christopher Plummer, but unfortunately he yeah. did not. Which is, I feel like he would have been a perfect for. He would be perfect. He's great for in everything. He was exactly. great in everything. So, I I can't <laughs> throw I, Patrick Stewart in there. Honestly, do it. <laughs> Actually, forget. What about it. what about Saoirse Ronan for the Ooh. princess? Ooh, I like that. yes. Okay, that I had to look up how one. to pronounce her name first. Just to get it right. And then um. Okay, so the emperor and the daughter, who would they be? 
Michael <laughs> Stolberg could be the emperor too. Ooh, Who, wait, okay, I'm I, here for that. I'm, I don't I actually. Like him. He's the dad and Call Me by Your Call Name, by your which name. I know you haven't uh, seen, but I oh, love him in I, that. I've seen him in, a, in other things. I can't remember what I've seen, but yes, he's, he's actually great. I think he's in The Shape of Water. The problem well. is though. The problem is, is you know, they're almost trying to get a non-likable actor to play the emperor because he's not a likable guy. That's why I'm like, Mahershala Ali yeah. can play. First off, he can play anyone. I would not True. complain. True. Well, you Maybe. get a likable one, and then they flip it on your head. Ah, okay. You, that, you, tr- you go in there trusting him, and then he's like, <laughs> "Man, forget it." His name is the Emperor. Put Joaquin Phoenix back in there. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Gladiator. Twenty mm. twenty three years later. I don't care. I'm yeah. I, look, I, I could see it because just I, I'll see Joaquin in any. The, the fact is, Joaquin can make me hate him because I hated Sam him Rock in Gladiator. Will. So I, we start naming actors. We start Rock naming people Will. we like. See, Sam Rockwell's too. He's too funny and likable. Dude, like I can't imagine playing a bad guy. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. True, I've heard. True. I haven't seen the movie. I, so Good movie. I, 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 I do have an issue I, with how But then he he, he has yeah. Apparently he has. I haven't seen, it, but apparently he has some sudden growth. Which he does. Fits yeah. with Sam Rockwell, but it, I mean, it like, with it, him, it doesn't fit the character. Yeah, that's fair. It's that's a good fair. movie though. Um, Put oh my gosh. <laughs> He could, no. I, I Alex, Game Alex of is actually on board for that. Hey, don't look, Game of Thrones is amazing, so I'll buy anything. I don't have a problem with him him being. Short in the role. I was I just about to say. To, I, like, I think he has the screen presence. He's yes, exactly. That thing is they need somebody who's gonna buy. Because honestly, the emperor. I don't know how he's in the book, but in the movie, really lacked just really lacked charisma. He needs like, to be not. I don't know about charisma. He like needs charisma, to, You need to buy it. Almost. He needs to be big. Yeah, and he needs to just show. He needs that. to command a scene, and like, like I feel like in the in I the think, he's an afterthought in the in exactly. the original film, and I feel like he needs to be, which is why I thought Christopher Plummer because exactly. he commands eyes yes. when he's on screen. He's the main. He's the guy. When I think he's there. I'm I'm looking at right now who recently has has made movies where he has just commanded yeah. those movies. Michael and Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Yep. That would that's, work. That's that would excellent. Work. I'm thinking. I'm staying with Mahershala Ali because I, I love Mahershala Ali for that. I don't like Green Book. But he is my favorite part of that movie, and he owns the movie. And he he owns Moonlight when he's on the screen. All right, so hear me out. Third, yeah. Hear me out, guys. I love Moonlight. Hear me out too. Gary Oldman. I'm just saying. Mm. I love Gary Oldman, so I'll I'll pay to see him in anything. Mildly overrated actor. Oh no, no. I feel like he he's not he's not imposing enough. I need to see Darkest Hour, but I've heard he's just like eh in that. I disagree. As I I did not like anything in the movie except him to be honest. Okay. He was awesome because it doesn't look like him. Yeah, I mean, he sounds like him, of course, because they all had the British accent. But I have soured so much on Mank. Since that movie came out, we did not like it. I didn't like it at I, all. I, I was like, the first time I saw it, I was like, I, I've only seen it the one time, but I saw it and I was like, this is really well made, but boring. And the most boring oh, thing I've ever seen. Boring. And I boring out of yeah. I don't think he's even good in it. I don't like his performance. Completely agree. Completely agree. Okay, hear me out. We're going. I, I, I got one old person I'll nominate for this. Go for then it. I'll go I'll stick with the the younger group. Give me Anthony Hopkins as the emperor. Yeah, that's he's too old. He's too old. He's, he's too, too old. old. He's too old. But I don't care. He's someone that is so amazing and everything. Exactly. Yeah. He like I hot take. He's better in the father than he is in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, well, I think I mean, we agree with that. Actually, one of the, the, best fa- the father is a god tier movie. That one. Really? Yeah. How can you? The father's the <sighs> the father is an amazing. I just want him in it, so I want him to get one more Oscar nom. I want another. He one. won't be nominated for the emperor. The Emperor's not a big enough role for that. I think he'd okay, find listen, a way. Listen, listen, listen. Oh, oh. Last Emperor, I'm going to say, this one's going to be off uh, the dome. Oh, this one's going to oh. be crazy for y'all. Clive Owen. Mm, think what about has that Clive one. Owen been in recently? He, Children of Men. He, he, Children of Men. Davis's like favorite movie is Children, Children of Men. Yeah. So that's great. That's why he nominates it. I saw okay, Children of Men over the summer for the first time. I love that movie. Super good movie. That's not the only reason I said it. But I, I think he is a pretty good actor. He doesn't get enough chances Clive to Clive Owen, that's fair. He doesn't get cast in anything. He doesn't. He just doesn't have an opportunity to do it. 
I think well, that this could be it. This you know? could be it. I'm, I'm going to say Michael Fassbender is my number one, though. Fassbender would be great. Look, here's the thing. Is, I mean, Fassbender would be great in a lot of roles. I think he could also play... I can't remember his name because, like, again, he was in the movie so little. Yeah. Sting's character. Fade his name Ralph, was, though. Fade Ralph. Okay, yeah. there we go. Got it. Yes. I think he could play that. I think yeah. he could play anything. But that's because he's Michael Fassbender. I think I'm sticking with Mahershala for that's, that, like that emperor position. He commands screen presence. He... He could just chew it up, honestly, and just own it. That'd be a great pick. I also think it checks out with I would bet on because let's see, all the all the characters are white in the book, yes, at least, and in the in the original, I, it's I, not specifically stated, true. but it's pretty implied. And in the movie, in the original, is I think it would certainly check out with at least a change there. Yeah. So I think that I'm okay with the change. No, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've never had a problem with the change. Four. Exactly. I, like I, I think anybody that does like. Uh, it's a little bit questionable. If, if the author yeah. is here saying specifically that his race is integral to the character, that's the only argument to be made. Exactly. And the author rarely, if ever, has said that for any movie, yeah. for that matter, let alone even in these books. They changed so. it up with Dr. Kynes and no one complained. Exactly. And she was great. She's so fantastic. By all means, I mean... Cast whoever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if it's Mahershala Ali, like, that's a major win. Yeah. I don't think there's... If anybody complains... They don't like movies is my response because exactly. that's, yeah, I think that's, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this movie now. Now I got to yeah. wait for two years. This two is years. not. There's good stuff coming out next year. That that's true. That's true. I'm, gonna have, I'm just going to rewatch the Batman, rewatch Batman 16 over times. Over. I'll be rewatching Spider-Verse 2 over and over again. Yes. Across the Spider-Verse. Yes. I'll, I'll be rewatching Multiverse of Madness and hoping oh, Sam yeah. Raimi puts just old Spider-Man things in the middle of the movie. I don't care that it's Doctor I want, Strange. Throw it. <laughs> so I watched over Halloween, uh, watched the Evil Dead trilogy. Ooh, never seen it. I, Can we? get in Multiverse of Madness some Evil Dead love. You know Bruce Campbell's going to show, show up. Bruce Campbell, Bruce Campbell, hey, Bruce Campbell doesn't show up. In was the comics. Be and he was. Yes. Exactly. Check out the Spider-Man episode. In the comics, <laughs> Bruce <laughs> Campbell and Evil Dead is the reason the Marvel zombies happened. Really? He's the one wow. that he's there. Like He like jumps universe. He's <laughs> like, I love it. what's happening here? I love it. He's I so love it. Evil Dead 2 is a, after this month is a top five horror movie for me. So, so. is Army of Darkness included in that trilogy? It is. Okay, yes. Um, I've seen that one actually. I don't Army know of why. Army Darkness is wild. That movie is insane. It's insane. Evil Dead Two. I I prefer Evil Dead Two. My re- Army of Darkness is the bottom of my three. That, Evil that, Dead Two. Evil Dead. That is certainly Dark, fair. Again, I haven't seen I haven't seen the first two. But there, Evil Dead Two is a masterpiece. It's the best horror comedy ever made. Really? Yeah. Ooh, Davis, we're going to have that for our Halloween season uh, next year. Write that down, Davis. Are you writing that Evil down? Dead. Yep, writing it down. Yeah, you are, Davis. Um, Oh, my gosh. Just so much to talk about with this movie. I think we covered pretty much all of it in terms of it. It's just everything's better. Yeah. The Baron is the most haunting character. I'm so excited for how he gets. If he floats away and flo- <laughs> if he gets, you know, sputtered into a worm like in the movie, I might throw something because that was terrible. That is not what happens. In I figured not the book. So it's a it's a fitting death. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. And looking forward to the casting announcements. Of course, once for the sure. announcement announce it, we'll probably be doing an episode and we'll talk about it for probably 30 minutes whenever yeah. that happens. I look forward to that. Um, any final thoughts on Dune 2021 edition, Davis? Josh? Anything at all? Just get hyped for the Oscars because every year, every couple of years, they throw in one of these blockbusters: Mad Max: Fury Road, Gravity, Black Panther. Black Panther. True. True. I I think I think the score gets nominated easily. I'm. I, it's in my top ten for best picture. I have yeah. been. I I've I've been submitting my predictions since like August September. I've got it in picture director. And then every single below the line category I have. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's gonna it's I mean it's gonna probably get a best makeup nom for oh, the yeah. Baron by himself. Yeah. 
Like, I think it's going to get best costume design. Sure. It's going to get sound design. Oh, yeah. sound, I think sound design and sound mixing are two different ones. It's probably they, both. they just combine them into one. Oh, they, that's right. That's what After they did. Last right. Year, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's the best sound so far this year. Yeah. I'm in love with it. It should win the score, or not win the score, because I, I have to listen to the rest of them. But Hans has only gotten it's like just, two wins. This, is, this will be his second if he wins. He got, oh, yeah. This he right. won for The Lion King, and that's it. And he got robbed on Interstellar. I will die yeah. on that hill forever. Did he even get nominated for Interstellar? He did. Okay. Actually, but they it was something that he didn't get. Uh, Cinematography didn't get nominated for that. Yes, movie. Interstellar got like only like eight nominations when it should have probably got fifteen. It should have been we, in picture from what I've, I haven't seen Interstellar. But yeah, no, I know, I know, no! I know, I know, I know. Davis, I know. did you hear this nonsense? I heard, I heard it. Oh my! It's the God. only Nolan movie I've never seen. Oh, my it's the best gosh. one. It is. Is it, it now? Exp- like the only one I haven't seen is Memento. Okay, and if if that's not your top one, then Interstellar is like. Okay, so it's unbelievable. Am I allowed to say that the Prestige is his best film? You're allowed to. The Prestige is the Prestige. I love the Prestige. Saw it my birthday. Saw it twice in the same day because I wanted to watch it again. Like it's it's in my top three, honestly. Because yeah. the Batman ones are so difficult to evaluate because it's comic books. There's so I can't put stuff. Dark Knight in my top three. They're, they're, I can't. Why is that? I, I it's good. That's it. I'm not gonna talk about it. I'll get yelled at. I don't. Well, well we. Hey, hey whoa, we, I'm not yell. saying from y'all. This, you can come oh, on another time okay. and talk about you it. Can talk. We can talk Dark Knight trilogy another time. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Not from us though. At least the yelling. That's good. That's yeah, good. But um. Really good. Yeah. So I I think he should because he. It, this is as good as any of his scores. I still think Interstellar's his best. One. No, I think The Last Samurai is his best one. But I'm that. That's a whole other lore. I'll explain another time. But yeah, I think it'll get nominated for a bunch. For Davis. Sure. Any final thoughts on Dune before we head out for this very extended episode? Nothing. Nothing at all, Davis? Nope. So, Davis, I think after this discussion we just had, I think next week, want to do Interstellar, Davis? <laughs> Let's go. All right. So, I'm watching Interstellar this week. That's the plan. All right. Hopefully. Hey, um, if you want to come back, back on. If you, I'm about to say a new perspective because we've talked about it so much. Honestly, a fresh perspective want? would be I've appreciated. Seen it probably, I've probably seen it 20 times. I've seen I, it a million times. I also have the Science of Interstellar book by... Uh, Kip Thorne. Really? Yeah. It's fascinating Every stuff. So I have uh, a bunch of, I have a pretty extensive Blu-ray collection, at least for me, but um, I set out the ones that I really want to watch, like each month on my dresser. I have a copy of Interstellar and have not gotten around I own like it. three copies. One Davis, of them came Davis with a film, gave so. me one has, of the copies. It's, one of it's like nonsense. It's awesome. But by all means, if you'd like to join us for next week's episode Absolutely. on Interstellar, perfect. A fresh face, because we've talked about it probably at five different episodes at this point. We just mentioned it. Just kind of like all every, every ranking single ep- episode I've watched has been you guys talking about Interstellar. Yeah, I mean the ranking, a dedicated episode, the ranking episode. Anytime that? Hans Zimmer comes up, we got to talk about it. The Oscars, we talk. We got to go. Again. We just go ahead and get it out of our system. We never talk about it again. No, that's not going to happen. Gonna that's not going to happen at all. But Josh, thank you so much for joining us Absolutely. on this episode as we discuss Dune, the bad version, and Dune, the much better version. Uh, we talked about a lot of things, including what made the original so bad and what made the remake, well, just that much better. Again, you can follow us on Instagram at Through the Lens Weagle. That's through underscore the underscore lens underscore Weagle on Instagram for any updates on episodes that we are going to discuss. Any movies you'd like us to discuss, you can reach us out, reach out to us there. That's how Josh got himself on the episode. So if anybody would like to, just DM us directly there. And go ahead and follow along at WEGL underscore AU for all updates involving Weagle FM news going around for live events as well as live shows and more through the lens updates from there. And that'll do it for our Dune episode. We thank you all for listening and we will see you all next week as we discuss Interstellar with a fresh face. Or not fresh face, fresh mind, I guess, for the film and talk about what makes that so good and if he agrees. But anyway, thank you for joining us and we will see you all next week.